Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. We're basically we're just going to spoil the shit out of The Last of Us Two. That's there right. You go. That's it. Last of Us Two. Major spoilers for The Last of Us Two. Major, major, major. Spoilers. This is going to be spoilerific. Do not listen it if is. you haven't played it or watched it or you don't care about spoilers. Yeah, so yeah. just be careful if you just obviously because you, you automatically download every podcast as it comes along and you just start listening. This we're is gonna a spoiler. Yeah, spoilers. So we're going to talk a little bit now with no spoilers, just to give you a chance to turn it off. Yeah. Because obviously you don't want if you're going to play the they're game. They're fumbling, Stu. They're like, oh no. Oh, no, no, no stop. No, don't talk yet. And if you're driving a car, as yeah. you know, it's even more difficult to oh, you know, no. turn the volume down or something. Crash I don't know. say this if anybody out there doesn't have a ps4 you can do what i did which is uh go on youtube they have playthroughs of all the cutscenes, and they've cut out a lot of the excess gameplay some of the gameplay is still there but who's uh, who's got 10 hours to watch that though well that's the thing 10 hours to play it you know who's Uh, got 30 hours to play it that's the thing this is a major story that requires a major investment from people most of my weekend went to watching this and i think it's um very it's an interesting phenomenon because they have like, I found five different videos. Some of them had subtitles, some of them didn't. And I just think it's cool that we have the access to that now when we wouldn't have had it, you know, five years ago. Let me ask you a question, Drew. Let me ask you a question straight off the bat. Are you glad you did it? I'm very glad I did it. Absolutely. This is, you're happy that, because me and Stu played the game properly because we're real, real gamers. Yeah, we're proper gamers, not like Uh, you. Right. Not like you. Um, So are, are you satisfied you know because for me i wouldn't be satisfied i'd be like oh no i've got to play as ellie and i gotta chuck a bottle in someone's face no 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 no. i am satisfied i know that i didn't get the same experience as somebody who played it but you know what i'm fine with it because i was watching a lot of the gameplay thinking god i would hate to be you know especially toward (laughs) the end of the game it just keeps going and i was like i would not want to have to keep dealing with this Uh, I kind of enjoyed the end of the game more than the beginning of the game. Well, let's I, go. Okay, well, let's get yeah, We're let's not doing it that way. I know. I All right, it. starting that's at the beginning. Stuff. That's good stuff. Okay. All right, so I'm going to sort of gradually sort yeah. of go through some of the story. I've got 19 pages of story beats written down here, so let's go through it. So the game Third starts bag. with Joel just basically telling Tommy the whole plot of the first game. He's like, oh, by the yeah. way, I, um, uh, yeah, I didn't tell Ellie that she's the cure. She's the cure. Uh, soz about that i'm gonna keep this guitar and tommy's like but sounds good to me see but um, it's very symbolic because at the beginning he's brushing off the firefly logo on the guitar yeah trying to rub it yeah. off but he I didn't can't spot rub that. it off. a good spot good spot yeah. oh, and, and then they ride back to jackson and that's the the town that we saw in the first game and joel visits ellie who's living in a garage for some reason and you know they kind of you kind of sense there's a bit of an atmosphere a bit of like oh like you're, you're a bit old to be my mate. Um, we're not going to talk now. And then Joel sings her a song, sings of future days, 
and which is which is pretty good, pretty good. And he yeah. said he would sing to her in the first game, mm-hmm. actually. And Ellie begged to hear Joel sing, so that's that's something nice. And then they share a couple of jokes because Ellie liked her jokes, which was uh, a thing in the first game as well. And then we flash four years later, uh, and then we get a good look at uh, the town of Jackson. It's thriving. And this is my new name of the game. Do you want to hear my new name of the game, Stu and no, Eric? Go ahead, go. I go. think they should call the game. There's fucking loads of us because there is. <laughs> it's uh, a lot of people. In that they've town. got people. They've got like schools going. You know, like all sorts of shit going on. You got the the composer of the the game playing the banjo in the middle of the town for no fucking reason. Yeah. So anyway, we get escorted around by Jesse. He's a new character. Can I just around. roll back slightly? Of course. You know what he's saying about there was something between Joel and Ellie, and at that point she she doesn't know anything about the fact that he lied to her or all stuff. But no, well she's no, quite that, obviously no. suspicious. She's always suspicious. There's yeah, always she's always a little bit like there. even in the, the ending of the first game, she's like, Okay, yeah, if yeah. that's the story, I'm gonna find out the fucking truth. But I think she knows whatever she's you lying. wanna say. She knew. She knew. Yeah. We go through Jackson. There's fucking loads of them. There's kids and all sorts of shit. Uh, we find fight. out that, that snowball happen? fight. We found Double out that like Ellie kissed Dina, and I'm very much into uh, the shit. I think I Dina know. kissed no, Ellie. I don't mm. Dina kissed Ellie. Whatever. And Whatever. then like Jesse and Dina were a thing, but they ain't a thing now. Mo and then Joel stepped in and caused a ruckus, and some people are. No, 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 no. The other dude caused uh, a ruckus. Joel's trying to stop it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the the barman. He was. He's the bigot. Yeah. And then Joel was yes. like, hey. And then Ellie, Ellie was mad at Joel. Oh. It was a big, big fight. Uh, it wasn't a big fight. It was a, it was a small ruckus. It I was, was a tiff. It was a tiff. It yeah. was a tiff. Yeah, it was a tiff. <laughs> and then Ellie and the crew ride out, and then we wait. Then we wake up as a new character called Abby, Abby, who is a unit of a woman. I might add. She is. She is uh, big. As Tommy said, she's built like an ox. Yeah. Uh, that lady. Uh, yeah, and she's in a uh, cabin with a bunch of other people that we don't know or care about at this point. And they're obviously looking for somebody in the town of Jackson. And we kind of guess that it's Joel. And then uh, she has a very sort of uh, cool um, sequence where she runs away from all the zombies that are definitely not zombies. They're infected. She... Very, very cinematic. You know, when they're, they're crushing very the fence cool. against her and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It, it yeah. does give you a sense of panic and you are sort of running for your life sort of thing. The, the scale is great. It, it, it does a very good job of making you feel threatened. It's a really interesting thing that we have. We're playing from Abby's point of view right off the jump here. Because yeah. we don't realize it now, but this is, I think, the thing that the game does better than any other game I've ever played, which includes various Modern Warfares and Spec Ops The Line, which is to put you on both sides of this war and to mm-hmm. let you feel the personal experiences that are driving characters that you otherwise would think of as being just monsters and monstrous. Right. And so you're right. you're engaged in the activities that give other people legitimate reasons to see you as a monster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think that, that's a problem that most video games. I, I, I just played Rage 2, yeah. you know, uh, which is awful. But who cares? Um, the, the, the thing is, like, that's the trope of all video games. That game is like the bad guy is some evil looking guy, yeah. right? And then he disappears. And then you see him at the end of the game. Yeah. Where I, I think another game that addressed that very well was Arkham Asylum which obviously we know the Joker very well, but we got to know that Joker really well because he's on every TV screen all the way throughout the game. And you're like, this fucking guy, I'm going to get him. So you, you play as Ellie, uh, 
you're like, who this? I don't know who this is. Uh, and then you play as Dina and Ellie a bit, but it's boring. You just ride around. <laughs> and then you play as Abby again. And by, by luck would have it. <laughs> what the are the chances? Man, I know, that's what she's are the looking chances? for. I'm, I'm actually glad that they sort of cut right to it. Because I would ima- I was thinking, we're going to have to spend half the game watching them search for him and figuring out where he is and torturing people to get... And they just... Yeah, she found him. Yeah, yeah here he's he like, is. I was glad. And he like, saves her life. Yeah. What I like, what I like about it, right, is that when when Tommy says, "My name's Tommy, and this is Joel," right, her face. I think what they're trying to say is like, "Oh, she can't believe that this is the guy." Yeah. I think what she's really thinking is, "What are the fucking chances yeah, of that really? <laughs> happening?" Uh, save me. <laughs> yeah, and they saved me. It's like, oh, that's gonna suck a little bit less when I smack him over the face with a golf. <laughs> well, club. you know, they say if you uh, save someone's life, then you're responsible for their life until you lose yours. Well, guess what? That's not very long in Joel's case. <laughs> no, no. I think I think what's kind of interesting uh, from my perspective is the way that they set all that sort of sequence up. Um, you know, something's amiss, but you're not kind of quite sure what i mean from the like early trailers in the game you know that ellie's out for revenge and there's only really one yeah. reason she's going to be out for revenge so there's always well, that ink in there movies aren't stupid they fill us with romance and hatred and revenge fantasies this whole game is a series of revenge fantasies definitely <laughs> let's get to the moment so so yeah you know they 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 help abby escape uh and all that jazz Ellie and Dina get it on in some sort of weed basement, whatever. Yeah. And then uh, Joel and uh, Tommy ride back to Abby's cabin, and then they find out who who this yeah, person you can is. Shelter from the snow. Yeah, and, <laughs> and um, with a golf club. <laughs> yeah, and and I I, I did you know that, that I'll get into what I think, but yeah, they say, oh, this is this is Joel, and everybody in the room's like, oh fuck, that was that was, he that... basically came right to us. How Shit. fortunate. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe we should play the lottery today. And I'm sorry, um, what lottery? The the the, the Jackson lottery. That <laughs> the Tommy lottery runs. of he us. Runs a little. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes round <laughs> and, he, and he. Yeah, that's Running what he the does. Seven whiskeys, the prize. Sure, sure. There's sure. no TV in this world. They all they've got. That's yeah, why they stuff get together to and they have a hoedown with the banjo. I'm sick of these hoedowns. And they do a little lottery. On... Point, she's already started what she's because she shoots him in the kneecaps or something, doesn't she? Almost she, yeah, straight, with right? a shotgun. Yeah, with a and, shotgun. And Joel says, "Whatever speech you got rehearsed, just yeah, get just on do with it. it. Just get on just with do it." it. And, and she's um, like, I'm yeah. going to take my time. I'm going to take my time with this because I'm a golfer. Then Ellie gets there and she's, she bursts in and they pin her down. And then they they pop Joel with the with the golf club there. And he's dead. That's and then pretty much the it. First, and and, they, and Ellie and Tommy get, a, they get away. They get let no, go. No, they don't sorry. get away. They just let them go. They, they let, let go. them go. And, and, and they discuss and that. They talk about that. Their first right. stupid decision of the but game. I don't think that is a stupid decision. I think that Abby is driven by a certain code that says, Joel is the person I have beef with. I'm going to deal with him. And I want to minimize the collateral damage. Yeah, but yeah. come on, man. She's doing that, right? Because he killed her dad. Yeah. And then she's effectively killing Ellie's father figure. Yeah. Well, first of all, she doesn't know that it's... Percussions. But she doesn't know that it's Ellie's dad. She doesn't necessarily well, know what the, the connection thing. is between them. That's the thing, right? Like, my problem was it with it. It was like, if I was Abby, I'd be like, oh, you know, there isn't a moment in the, in the whole game, and we'll get to the rest of the stuff after, where Abby goes... 
oh shit, maybe that guy was some sort of relation to that girl because she seemed very concerned yeah, she's a bit about angry. him. Right. And, and then I thought it was going to be like, oh, I'm a, I'm a fucking monster. I, I, no, no, I'm no, just no, no, as no. bad as that, him. That, no, no, no. That's not necessarily what's in... I mean, it's possible that, yes, Abby ought to think that. But I also think that what some of the stuff she says later indicates that she knows what she's doing. She's willing... She wants to inflict damage in a certain way. And in some ways, it's more cruel to let a person live once you've killed someone that they care about. And I think that if you're trying to say like, look, this is eye for an eye. I mean, let's not forget the biblical law of an eye for an eye was in implemented in order to stop people from taking two eyes for one eye. So it may be that Abby's trying to send Ellie a message that like, look, we're now even. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, here's the problem I have, right? Later in the game, you find out she knows, right? What went on? Yeah, she knows Ellie's that out. Ellie was sort of, you know, the cure, immune, right? and she was the cure, and she was fine with it and going, like, fucking kill her, whatever, if that's what you got to do to her dad, because she tells him to do it, right? Okay. She then finds out that Joel has killed everyone just to get her out of there and doesn't, for one second, think that he's her father figure or sees her as his, like, surrogate daughter or anything. Well, she might. I mean, who knows? We don't know case? what she's thinking in that moment. Nah, I don't buy it. Okay. What well. don't you buy? Go over that against you. So basically, she knows. Yeah, right? I know. She Abby knows should that know that Ellie is Joel's daughter, whatever. And Joel, to save her, goes through all this, like killing everybody, including her dad. You know, kills a bunch of other people at the same time to yeah. get her out of the hospital and save her, sort of thing. Then has obviously been living in Jackson with him for all that time, and then obviously reacts in the way she reacts when she kills him. There's yeah. no way on earth she doesn't know that that same revenge thing that she's just carried out after spent countless, obviously, presumably months and years trying to track him down to get revenge isn't going to come back to bite her on the ass. There's but here's no the other way. thing to think about. When Joel killed all the fireflies, he wasn't just killing people who are important to Abby. She, he was killing this movement that was trying to create a better world and look for the light. And I think that phrase, look for the light, that Abby's dad told her, is not a small thing because it's a way of imagining yourselves to be the good guys. Now, of course, everybody always thinks they're the good guys. This is, if anybody ever saw The Road, that's a core conceit at the heart of that story. But I think that Abby sees herself as on a mission just to take out the one guy. And if it does come to bite her in the ass, I expect she may be ready for it. Well, she wasn't. Well... She wasn't. <laughs> and well. neither were her friends. Well, no. they didn't know. Well, yeah. I don't know. Let's, let's, let's talk everyone. about... Because this is kind of uh, the footage that got leaked. The footage that got leaked on the game before it came out was the scene where Abby... You see, um, I, I, I wasn't aware of any of that. I never saw any of that. I was pretty... No, I, no, I, I didn't... See, I, I only exposed myself to these things after the game. I knew exactly. nothing going in. Right. Yeah, so but I was pretty This good. is what I'm telling you now, Stu. Tell right. me now. This is this is the stuff that got leaked. This is also not nothing to do with the leak. The kind of stuff that people. I mean, I'm, I've got a whole list of things here of what like why people are pissed off at this game. I don't, can I just say I'm not bothered about the fact that they killed Joel. That by the way, just, just no, to I'm not really. I think people are though. Mm. So let's talk about that. Are we bothered that he died so soon? No, no. I think he had to die. I think this story yeah. is this game is all about the consequences of Joel's actions in the first game. 
the sins of the father are visited on the son or in this case the daughter and that's what happens we see now who was affected by it and why it's the all the aftermaths of oh yeah the ripple, ripple effect is enormous right. isn't it exactly. when you think about it what happens yeah. from that one act that he does in the first well, game one many series you know. of bloody deaths that he inflicts but yeah yeah, yeah. It's those tiny little acts that he does. Right. Stabbing people in the neck. <laughs> those tiny little acts. Yeah. Is there anything else we want to talk about Joel's death? I mean, it was it was it was brutal. It's brutal. Wasn't it? It's pretty brutal. But I quite liked how 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 he took it. You know, when he said, "Lah, just fucking get on with it, you yeah. pricks." He went out like a like a boss. He was Lovely. just like, "Just get on with it, you." Just you kill me already. Rubbish. By the way, those muscles are pretty good. That's what I would have said if I was Joel. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, get on with it." And by the way, like, what do you lift? Damn! <laughs> How much do you press? Damn, girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I what think it was what, what I do think was quite interesting at this point was the reaction of the group, because yeah. obviously Mel, who you meet again later on in the game, was was obviously yeah. boring. Mel, with, yeah, yeah, boring. Mel was disgusted yeah. with what had just happened. Some of the group obviously didn't give a shit. Some of the group wanted to kill, you know, Tommy and Ellie. That's you know, right. they they were quite happy to get rid of both of them, you know, which to me seemed the sensible thing to do at it's, this point. It, it, it humanizes the group a lot because there's conflict in the group of how far they can take mm-hmm. this, which I liked. I liked that. Yeah, because he couldn't decide whether to do it. Or not. She, she just put a stop to it, didn't she? And went, nah, we're just going to let him go. Yeah. <laughs> Say whatever speech you got rehearsed. Get this over with. Stupid old man. You don't get to rush this. All right. So now, like, Joel's dead. Boo-hoo. And then we get... Uh... <laughs> Boo-hoo. <laughs> oh, it's a shame, isn't it? I just get on with it. How much Everybody do you lift? Damn. Uh, so uh, then we get uh, that's kind of the intro to the whole game. And then we get like the structure of the game starts to come through, which is Seattle Day One is what we get. Yeah. And, and he goes off, and we go for a, we're chasing Tommy pretty much. We're we're off to yeah. Seattle. We're going through a checkpoint. Petrol or gas. And now even even yeah, we've got to find some petrol, even though that would have uh, that would have been damaged years ago. Uh, but that's fine. And even though. We're, we're chasing Tommy, and he closed all the doors behind him for some reason. But that's yeah. fine. We'll ignore all that. Uh, and we have to uh, go through a checkpoint. And the game uh, gives us some very, very cool rope physics to fuck around with. That was quite nice. Yeah. But the, the, the game turns into a little bit of a... It puts a bit of a ruse, you might say, Duke. I don't appreciate your ruse, ma'am. I beg your pardon? Your ruse. Your cunning attempt to trick me. I think the game was like... Ah, uh, look, the game's going to be open world, like Tomb Raider. And then it goes, yeah. nah, fuck you. No, it ain't. And I was like, what? Because this is like the first sort of, this is like the meat of the game. You start to get into it and you give, Ellie gets a map and she starts drawing on the map and she's like, oh, there's fucking money here and whatever. Uh, and then she goes around on a horse and the gamer in me, I don't know about you two, but the gamer in me is like, oh, okay, this is what the game's going to be. The rest of the whole way. I don't know. If yeah, you yeah thought I that. thought it was going to be a series of mini areas. Yeah, 
you know, yeah. like mini open areas that you had to explore. You know, each part oh, of right. Seattle was another open area to explore, which There's... there is little bits of that, but nothing on the scale of the first Look, bit. You never get a map again. Like, no, that, no, no. You you draw on it. Oh, but they show you a map again. Yeah, they show you a map, oh, but it's yeah. like, I don't know, who cares about this map? And I thought they were going to do that trick again. And I was like, wow, this game literally just went, they basically just bullshitted well, you for a little well, bit. They, they went, this is going to be an open world game. No, it ain't. Fuck you. But to be fair, they, they did that because that becomes a, a very important story mechanic very late on in the game. Because which, obviously which that is... map is what Abby uses to track yeah. them down. Yeah. You know, so, so that map had to on the floor. Exist. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. she was an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> that map had to exist, otherwise Abby wouldn't be able to track them down later. That's right. So you, you go around. There's a lot of missable things in this area. I don't know if you, you did everything in this area, but there's I a think... bank... Robbery. Yeah, yeah. Did the bank was cool because there was a reference to Point Break, which I thought was very cool. And there's a guitar section in there where she plays Take On Me, which is quite nice. Oh, that's yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, and then there's this is one of the only few parts of the game where I jumped. There's some toilets in the game and somebody ran out of it. I was like, you bastards. This game definitely rewards you for exploring a bit or oh, looking, looking for stuff that you might not notice straight away. But it does, yeah. like I said when we were talking about it, it does a really good job of giving you like little pointers as to where to look for something secret. I'm just surprised that there wasn't any more open areas like that no. where you get a map and, and you know, I, I would have done, I would have been happy with one more, but they didn't do that. Even at the end, like when you go to Scar Island, that feels like it's going to be like that, but then it isn't. No, then it's not. So anyway, we're, we're going through the open world. Uh, we, we, we're here Take On Me. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And we hear of a group called the, the WLF. And that's kind of, we hear about them in the, in the sort of intro. That's where Abby's crew is from. They're part of the WLF or Wolves for short. Yeah. Or yeah. Wolf, yeah. Wolves. And I was like, hey, look, they're from Wolves, which is where I'm wolves, from. Wolves, Washington. Uh, yeah, Washington Liberation Front. So you go into this hotel. That's where you think Tommy's at. And you get gas to, to start up a generator, even though climbing over the fence would be probably easy. But we'll forget <laughs> about that. And then we'll go into the hotel. And then we find out that Tommy's already been there and he's tortured two guys. And this is where we see Joel's tactic. Joel actually uses this tactic in the first game where he asks one, one fact and then the other person has to kind of square it up. Yeah. And then he just, you know, kills them. Uh, and they're all like, oh, no, Tommy's already been here. He's a, he's a bastard, isn't he, that Tommy? And then they carry on and they trip a mine. And then they get ambushed. Dina falls off the road. Uh, we don't know where she goes. We just assume that she survives. The horse gets a bullet in the head. So yeah, that, that's pretty, basically it's... the game going, hey, remember this open world section? Well, fuck you. Yeah, this, We're not it doing made, it. This, this point did make me jump, actually, when the bomb goes off. I actually yeah. jumped. I was like, oh, fucking hell, what the hell? Oh, so, what happened um, then? Yeah, and she falls yeah. down the hole and stuff. They recognise Ellie. I think one of the bad guys is called Mike. I wrote that down because that you know that stands out to me. And then um, you know Dina sort of comes into the rescue, uh, and then for some Jumps reason the, the guy ceiling. Well, she doesn't. She she's on the glass ceiling, and somebody shoots the glass, and she falls yeah. through. And then a guy takes forever to wrestle with Tina. And then you stab that guy in the back. That's it. So, yeah. And then you have to go to a TV station or something. Uh, and this is where you kind of start hearing about uh, another group, another clan, another crew. What are, what are, another collection oh, the scars. of scars. The scars. Uh, because there is, um, there's some graffiti 
of a woman and it says feel her love ellie's like oh what the fuck's that about and dean's like ah we'll never see them again <laughs> and then you go to a tv station because you want to find leah early in the game dina and ellie trade lines that having to do with i don't want to shoot you in the face i'd hate to have to kill you i thought that was foreshadowing for sure and obviously it yeah. isn't but i i thought that was interesting because good foreshadowing is mixed in with bad foreshadowing in other words if if it's if it's accurate it does it's not the only kind of foreshadowing you get a lot of movies will do this thing where they put a line at the beginning it's like hey get it wink wink and it's obvious that that's the thing that's going to happen because it's the only thing that they yeah. predict or mention so i thought they did a good yeah. job with that i think yeah. also what was quite interesting with with the relationship between ellie and dina is when she lets her know she's immune yeah to the oh, virus she... you know because obviously that's kind of a big secret you know oh, yeah. she well, can't she let anybody just, know just say that until the end of day once you oh there's oh, that i thought that happened already there yet no oh uh, no well, basically day one is they go to the tv station leah's already dead she's got a bunch of arrows in her tv station section is is excellent i thought and then yeah. we get introduced to acid zombies well uh, you know there's another enemy because there's like people just strung up isn't there from the in the center of the tv yeah. station yeah, in the sense of two, there's, there's people hanging. You'd be like, I'll never, whoever did this, I'll never meet them. You, you know, you, you're like, oh, Leah's dead. And then people kind of raid the TV station. Then you go back and you get sort of bombarded with um, zombies or whatever. Uh, they're not zombies, Stu and Eric. No, okay? infected, infected. Infected. They're not They've zombies. got a virus. It's a virus. Yeah, you know, they go, they find an old cinema and Dina's like, oh, oh man, I feel unwell. And Ellie's saying it, well, guess what i'm immune because you just figured that out because i didn't have to wear a mask which i thought was a really cool way for ellie yeah. to force yeah, tell dina i thought that was great she breaks yeah. a mask i thought that was brilliant and then dina's like well i've got news for you i'm pregnant which is the only reason any woman ever vomits in any story ever that's a cliche that i cannot stand and yeah. um, I, you know, I mean, whatever. It is what it is in this game. And I thought what was what was also interesting was Ellie's reaction was kind of a typical macho man reaction to it. <laughs> you know, what was the like, reaction to it? She was kind of like I can't remember exactly, but I, I instantly thought of some bloke who definitely doesn't want to have a baby and yeah. they did it by accident sort of and he's kind of like well i'm kind of seeing this other chick you, you for real getting... well dina <laughs> has the best line ever when she says don't worry it's not yours <laughs> yeah yeah that good. was great then i thought as well by the way i thought falling off a horse down into a gutter and then dropping from his yeah. hands probably not good for a pregnant lady right. i've looked at the list of things you shouldn't do when pregnant <laughs> you don't think any of those uh, things are on that list yeah i think it's fall off a horse um <laughs> fall through glass ceilings and yeah, also yeah. go on a revenge yeah. quest when it's you're pregnant you're supposed to break through glass ceilings hey oh feminism jab uh okay so that you know that's the gist of the first day i think it's an excellent part of the of the game and then we get our first flashback um and uh i think this is a very sweet moment so we get a bit more of joel here and this is where this is this is the dinosaur stuff so we oh, go to so a museum good. they visit a museum and then they go to the space section of the museum yeah, that's and glorious. they give her a, they give ellie a tape and and she sort of this is another promise. I love well, that, not a promise. It was magnificent. Yeah, that's this one of the is, best um, moments of the whole game. This is the thing that, another thing that Ellie wished for. She she kind of wished that she could be an astronaut in the yeah. first game. So this is kind of a nod to the first game as well. Yep. And she's like, and Joel's like, hey, put, put this tape in and this, in, put this Walkman on. It's like, didn't we just jump in a, 
a whole load of water in a river and isn't it wet? And they go, like, nah, don't worry about that. Video games. And then they yeah, put it on it's fine. It's fine. and there's a loose pig in the museum and then Ellie sees a Firefly logo with the word liars underneath. So what it, I, I love this section as well. I don't know what you guys thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I thought it was, it was nice and kind of peaceful and it showed how their relationship developed after all the stuff that had happened in the first game, you know, how they were developing this bond between themselves. And he's trying yeah. to honor something that she wants, which he didn't do at the end of the first game. So he's, I think, trying to make up for that in some small way. Yeah. By I mean, can I, can I ask you, stuff. when the when the game first starts and he has that conversation with Tommy, did you feel a bit like better about the ending of the first game that obviously his actions in the first game are, you know, what ends up, causing all the issues in the second game. Well, I think that, again, this game does a really good job, and I'm very satisfied with the ways in which it explores the repercussions of those actions. And I think it's kind of a sellout move for Naughty Dog in the first game for them to have had that conversation with, I don't remember who it was, down in the parking garage or whatever. The woman who says, basically, "Eh, we're not going to have a cure, even though we're going to kill Ellie. Like, that makes uh joel's decision very simple because it would have been a much harder spot for him to be in where he has to choose between saving this one person and saving all of humanity and he probably still would have chosen to save the one person but that's neither here nor there my point is that i think the the game does a good job of bringing joel's decision out of the purview of just this one tormented guy and we see all the ways in which his decisions are affecting so many other people. And he, it's not like he didn't know that he was going to be affecting other people, obviously. But it's a very different thing to know a thing intellectually and to see it play out in real life. That's why empathy is so important. That's why stories matter. Because we all know things that, in an intellectual sense, but we, we forget them. We need to be reminded of them over and over and over again. And that's why movies and TV shows and video games at times uh, can be really valuable for us. Because you had a massive problem with the first game. Yes. Uh, Duke, you, did, you, you, you was like, I don't like the ending because I because don't like Because it's pessimistic. Nice to because it says that we, we can't afford truth after the apocalypse. And I don't believe that's true. And I think that this game kind of rejoinders that question and says, you know what? It's not... It's, this game really isn't about truth quite so much, but it is about how... We, the main thing it's about is the question between justice and revenge. Because Ellie keeps saying things, you know, to Tommy and later to Dina about how I can't just let this be. She doesn't get to get away with this, which of course is exactly what Abby was saying about Joel. And for me, I think it asks an important question about what do you really want because I don't think that, you know, if Ellie were to stop, you know, I mean, it, it's again, this isn't about just intellectual knowledge because she surely knows that she wants a quiet life with Dina. But she thinks that in order to get peace, she has to kill Abby. So whatever, I'm getting yeah. ahead of myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, it's, it's a conversation, dude. Yeah. That's all the conversations. That's what they do. Good section of the dinosaur. A funny line in the uh, the dinosaur section um is that joel's making obvious references to jurassic uh, park, the movie yeah. jurassic park and then he says the sequel isn't as good which is <laughs> yeah. a, a line that people have been using to sum up this game yeah uh, which is quite funny yeah, but it's, it's a it's a good funny. moment I, I think it was a great moment and i think uh, another thing what naughty dog do so well is pace 
Yeah. They say, I yeah, know, I know exactly. it's a long game, but right. if you used to make a 30, 30 hour game and to keep people engaged in the story of a 30 hour game, it's tough. And I'm also very few I games did, that do it. I did struggle. A little oh, yeah, bit. towards the end. I think towards well, the no, end. Well, no, I was the opposite. I struggled more in the middle. It was a middle yeah. section with, with the last yeah. sort of Ellie section stuff that really dragged. And I was like, oh, my God, if I have to go through one more like basement area with fucking clickers and runners. Right. See, again, and I think that's... things that peep round corners at oh, you. Oh, the for... stalkers, yeah. Oh, for... God, yeah. And again, I think can't I... even track them. the experience of the story was very different for me because it's about a third as much time as y'all had to put in. And oh. I didn't have to go through those areas. It was just the basically the video cuts as soon as she goes into it, and then she emerges into the light. And it's like, oh, thank yeah. God. So the, the stalkers is, is awful, oh. dude. Like they just they just oh. like they 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 poke around a corner. I had a moment, and this is the pee pat you. Like, the pee pat you, man. Yeah, this is like I think I was playing as Abby at this point, but they 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 um they there was this kind of room, right? And it was, it was further on in the game when I'm playing as I, but you know, when you're going through the, the yeah, building yeah. and whatnot, and, and uh, there, there, there's one in, and he just pops his head through this, in this room, right? And I'm like, oh, I just saw one of our stuff. And they, so they freak you out. And then I go in that room 10 minutes later because it's a few doors down, levels down, and he's not there. And it's just, no, no, it's no. just unsettling. You know, it's just unsettling. They um, flank oh. you, they circle you, and then they fucking yeah. pounce on you. Well, and then things in the frigging walls... Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, wall ones. Ah. Yeah, the wall wall ones. Yeah, they're just stuck in the wall. They're just dying <laughs> to get out. They go. Ah. You don't even see them there, and you walk past it, he just jumps on you. <laughs> so this game is so detailed that if you actually let those people attack you, they don't bite you. They just befriend you because they're lonely because they've been there for ages. They've been stuck in the wall. Uh, <laughs> they've been stuck in a wall forever. Do you want to go out waiting, for a point? Just yeah, waiting no. for you to walk past. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, be my friend, please. Uh, Did you see that in a movie too? Actually, yeah, but a different one. See, there's a sequel. It wasn't as good. Yeah, so we're, we're on day two of Seattle. Okay. And day two is a bit boring for Ellie. She goes off on her own. Yeah, she somewhere. does. Yeah. I mean, is it so, not the hospital? Probably. Because she knows? has to find Nora, doesn't she? She says if she can find Nora, she can find out. Because you yeah. hear about Nora at the TV station, don't they? That's right, yeah. There's Nora's like, this at the Nora. hospital. It's like, go it's to Nora the hospital and find yeah. Nora. So, so she Nora goes there knows and, where Abby is. Yeah, well, but Abby ain't telling shit because she ain't into it no more. No, um, <laughs> it sounded like a soap opera, didn't it? So, the, yeah, she goes through, she finds Jesse, which is just an odd moment of the game where she kind of goes through a little bit. She hears some gunshots and she's like, oh, I bet that's Tommy. And then she gets there and Jesse's there. Yeah, that was a little car. weird. Yeah, it is weird. And the reason why that exists, by the way, is because that was kind of like a trailer thing. You know, when well, like it wasn't Jesse... because it was Joel who puts his hand on your mouth in That's the trailer. That's right. That's right. In the trailer, it's Joel. And then but in the game, dang. it's because he were trying to throw you off, man, and go, right. hey, Joel doesn't die at the beginning. Yeah. So that, And also, um, in one of the trailers, Joel is kind of standing next to Ellie, and Ellie's playing a guitar, and she's like, they're all going to pay. But at this point, you're assuming Joel's, Joel's dead. dead. And then so it, the, the other thing they did in the trailer, they have Joel as an old person with greyish hair and stuff. Oh, so did they? Made, yeah, 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 yeah. So they yeah, sort of made but... it look like he'd survived past the pre, you know, the, yeah. the end of the game or whatever. There is some dodgy shit going on. What they, they, they were they were doing a lot of red herrings to try and get yeah. people on track. Joel was going to get his head caved in with a golf club. There's, there's, there's also a bit where 
it kind of combines two clips. So the bit, the bit where you're fighting the scars as Ellie, there's a there's a gameplay reveal. Uh, you put you're fighting as Ellie. You you come across the scars for the first time, and then the camera kind of pans over to that scene where Abby's being hung, and that kind mm. of in the in the gameplay reveal. That kind of looks like one sequence, but in the actual game, it's a very yeah, broken. Yeah, it's, not, it's totally different. different parts. So the, of the game. so the so the inter, in, up to the release of the game, Naughty Dog did a lot of like we're bullshit. being naughty. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of Hideo Kojima type level. They were they nonsense. were trying to throw people off the scent of what yeah. was really going to be happening. Day two, you go through, and then you get another flashback, and it's the whole thing with Tommy's a sniper. Basically, this whole flashback is like Tommy's tutorial. A sniper. This is how to He's use pretty... a sniper rifle. He's pretty good at it. And then you go into a hotel. You try and you, I think you go getting some guitar strings. Like Tommy's like, oh, maybe you should go to That's the... That's right. So good, but you don't get them in the end, do you? No, because because they find some people that fled uh, from Jackson in the hotel. And uh, they're, they're dead. They didn't yeah, get was, very far. I thought far, that was pretty well done in terms of... I mean, we see this a lot in all these games. You know, Fallout is good with this. You have corpses and then notes or whatever. But I think this was... I don't know. This seemed to strike me in a way that those things usually don't. You you probably just saw this because it's part of the story. But yeah. th- something that you probably didn't see, Duke, is that every every note is basically I almost survived, but then I died. Right. There's a lot of those. <laughs> or, right? or I'm, like, I'm waiting for my husband to return. Hopefully, it'll yeah. be soon. Yeah, right. I'm I'm a vet and I just saved four puppies. So I'm a good person, and I think I hope I get out this alive. And then you find a note a bit a second later going, "Ah, oh, fuck, I'm dead." Uh, and then you find a note that's scrawled in blood that says, "Puppies taste good." <laughs> yeah, they ate all the puppies, uh, and I'm dead. That's so. There's a lot of that in this game, dude, yeah. which you probably wasn't exposed to, but it, yeah. it is. It does. It kind That's of part of the course. You know, it's, it's, me. It, I don't it, read. Right. I don't do reading. You don't do reading. Right. And I read everything in this game. Hey. Yeah. No, so. they're all right. To be fair, a lot of them are, are quite interesting. Some of yeah, them are. Awesome. And the, and good. especially the ones that go. And the safe code is the anniversary of our wedding. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, oh, that's why I can look at uh, this calendar. So <laughs> later in the game, I quite liked cracking the safes without the codes, which is kind of a lot of fun. No, no it took you so long to no. finish the game. Because right, okay. It clicks. You, it clicks. It clicks. The accessibility. Yeah. So if you're blind, you can still crack the safes because it makes a slightly different click noise. Homer, you well, really have no desire to eat that food in front of you. Food. I'm blind. <laughs> you just say that, Stu, because you missed the Oblivion mini game for opening locks. I know, but it is kind of cool. I must admit, and yeah. you do. After a while, you you get used to that click. So later in the game, like, I know what that sounds like. I'm just going to do it myself. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this is probably a good time to, to, to point out, not story related, but the accessibility of The Last mm-hmm. of Us Part 2 is ridiculous. Like, to yes. an extent where there's not many developers that can do this, but I think the ones that can should be doing them because the, the level of detail, yes. and, and, and it's not just... It's not just, um, you know, different sort of modes and things like that. Like they've got everything like enemies don't flank you. You can turn that off. You can turn off. You can turn on the, the fact of if you go prone, they can't see you. Um, you can turn on slow motion. You can turn on slow motion just before they hit you. You can turn on harsh color mode because if, if you're hard of sight, not particularly fully blind, but if you're hard of sight, you can turn on audio cues. You can turn on pings. Yeah. So you can do a, an aerial ping of the area, what you're in. And directionally, you will hear different pings for different types of items. So if, you, if it's something that you can craft, they, it will ping different to a weapon. They did say that if you, you could play this game just on audio oh, alone, if you're blind, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's unbelievable. And only developers with money and time can do it, which is sad. It, it, it is brilliant be. now they've done it. You know, it, I it, love... it but I, I think developers like Rockstar and Bethesda of the world should be taking notes of this stuff because more people playing games that, that find it difficult is only a good thing. So I want to commend them for that before I start yeah, shitting, yeah, on, you know, yeah, shitting on the game. Because the bigger audience is possible. You know, the more people play it, the better it is. I think well, it's and recognize that not everybody who plays video games is, you know, fully abled and, and yeah, yeah. having, yeah, whatever. It's an awesome, absolutely yeah. awesome achievement. Yeah. Here, let yeah. me say this. I think one of the, I, I mentioned uh, elsewhere that Carolyn Pettit, uh, who is part of the Feminist Frequency crew, she did a really good review on Medium of that of this game. And she, she has a, you know, nuanced perspective on it, which I try to have. Uh, there's things I love about this game. There's things that frustrate the hell out of me. And one of the things that frustrates me about this game is that it is, and this is a point she makes too, it is locked into this AAA mindset of the only way it's entertaining is running from things that are going to murder you or, you know, fighting back against them and stabbing hundreds of people in the neck and in the eye and in the brain and in the throat and in the crotch and in the chest there are lots of ways to tell stories and have a fun game that don't involve every 10 seconds you're stabbing someone in the eye yeah. and having this grotesque, visceral violence. Because, again, it sends the message that, you know, humanity is teetering forever on the brink of chaos. And if civilization goes away, all we're going to do is just murder each other by stabbing each other in the eye and breaking each other's arms constantly. And I mean, look, that's going to be part of the apocalypse if and when it happens, but it's not going to be the only part. And it frustrates me that this game is 90% that. There is, but I also made this point when we were talking about it on the main show, that that also does a disservice to the sort of big, horrible, violent parts of the game because what happens as a result of all that stuff is that you're desensitizing yes. away. So when the shocking yes. stuff comes, it's not really that as shocking. Because, I agree with that as well. Yeah, and the fact that, you know, when when she's all cut up about torturing Nora, I'm just like, I found it hard to sort of accept because she's just killed multiple people brutally right. with no sense of remorse or and anything. they have names, Stuart. They, they call it names. each other's names. <laughs> they go, they oh, no, names. Colin. Right. Well, oh, no. And this I is what, I'll it. tell you this. I, I, didn't, I didn't put this together before. The Spec Ops The Line has that famous moment where you mm. drop the white phosphorus and then you go through and look at the people who died from it. When I played it, that didn't make any impact on me. It was supposed to. I, I realized that the game had slowed down or whatever, but I didn't connect it because... It, that same thing you just said. I had done all this killing, all this killing, all this killing, and now I'm supposed to stop and go, oh, man, the yeah, horrors oh of God, war, am I right? Do. Like, what have I done? Like, get rid, give me a break. Either you're going to give me a cathartic, visceral experience of bloodlust, or you're going to make me interrogate, you know, the nature of violence. You you don't really do both. I don't think it's possible. I'd have, I'd have liked them to have an option just to, you know, like in, you know, a lot of stealth games, just to knock someone out. Yeah. Fair you enough. know, there's no need to brutally right. stab right. every single that would person. Be an, and, and Carolyn Pettit has some interesting ideas about what a third game might look like. I think it would be really cool if, I mean, if they really want to mess with people's expectations, they could make it so that, yeah, you're, you're, you're strongly encouraged to take non-lethal paths. Because maybe in the third game, whichever character you play as says... I'm learning from all this horrible violence that happened in the, for the people before me. I'm going to try to make the world a little less of a violent place. 
Yeah, and and every single enemy attacks you. You know, I was. It's like I said on again on the main show. There was a there was, a, and they only happened once in the whole game. But I'd taken out every enemy bar one, and when and this woman started cowering and went, "You don't have to do this," and I'm just like, mm, "I've just killed all your friends. What difference does it make? Hit her on the head with a pipe." You know, it's like yeah. part of me questions. Oh no, like, Colin, Colin, yeah, Colin. Oh, oh Emily, Emily, Emily. Oh my God, they've killed Colin. Emily. Colin said, and I just want one of the other crew to just to, to say, I fucking never liked him anyway. He's a prick. But I, but part of me, because of the gaming mentality you have, is like, if I let her live, is that going to be a detriment to my character? Or am I going to come back? In this in this world, it is. Don't yeah, let anybody live. She's That's the rule. Run and tell everybody, isn't she? She'll start whistling or whatever. See, Duke's one of these guys. He's like, oh, you know, live and let live. I'm like, not in this game, because like, <laughs> you let somebody well, live, they're going to come back four years later. You know, strangle you when you when you. Hanging on a spike. But anyway, um, yeah, so yeah, day two of Seattle is pretty boring. You know, you you, you 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 go out again after the thing and you you come across the Scars. Seraphim. Yeah, the ah. ser- yeah, you're not allowed to call them the Scars. That's not the real name. That's What's just the name? slang name, the Seraphim. Yeah. Oh, where are we at here? So we, we get the flashback. They're in the hotel in the flashback two years earlier. Yeah. And, and they, Ellie brings it up again and says, oh, like, did you did you fucking tell me the truth back there in the Firefly place? And and Joel's like, don't bring it up again. And I'm good looking. So yeah. <laughs> All right, I think this is an uh, important moment because it it, yeah, it, is. it speaks to the fact that she knew that he was full of shit and that she's again, she's demanding to know the truth. And if I want to make clear anything about my thoughts on the first game, because I know people never get enough of it. It's that I believe you owe young people the truth. And adults have all sorts of reasons for why they say they have to protect children from truths and difficult things they can't understand. And no, I say bullshit to that. Kids can handle it. Kids are tougher than us. Yeah. I think that this was a very important moment to me. It's a moment where she's, she says we're done. Like she's drawing this line. And of course, later she says... You know, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm ready to, for, I don't remember exactly how she says it, but it's like, I don't know if I'm ready to forgive you, but I'm looking, I'm willing to try to find a way. And she's well, you, you, uh, opening that yeah. door again. In this, in this one, in this flashback, she, she doesn't quite know about the whole thing, but all she's asking is, is that the truth? And Joel right. sort of denies it. No, she, find, no she finds evidence in the hospital, doesn't she? Of what no, we're not on. there yet, though. Oh, we're not I'm there. Fucking hell, I'm so confused. Things. Okay. For fuck's sake. Well, the game's story you is know? told all out of order, which makes it frustrating Lord, for me. I'll, I'll skip a bunch of stuff. She, she goes to the scars and she's like, well, she meets them and she gets shot by in an arrow, but she recovers from that suspiciously quickly. And then she goes, <laughs> oh, bloody hell, these scars are fucking a nightmare. I better get going. She goes to the hospital, sneaks around. Somebody's listening to... Um, Tupac or something, and then uh, Ice Cube. Uh, today was a good day. Hello, and did we talk about? Did we talk about the person who was playing Hotline Miami? Ugh, please. Oh, that was awesome. It. Pandering. Pandering. Whatever, Pandering. man. That's a good song, and no. we got to hear it. Yeah, it's my favorite song in the in the game. All right, then celebrate. Like, Don't uh, hate. Yeah, I've I've not yet expressed my opinions about this game yet, but I just found that part it was like, oh look at her man, she's, she's playing hotline, she's care about her. I was like, fuck her, whatever. She didn't, she didn't, she uh, whatever. I don't um, see it as that you should care about her. I see it as like, here's this thing that we love, and we expect you love it, and you'll probably recognize uh, this song as soon as you hear it. So enjoy. I think. I think what's interesting. Kenny's so convinced you, that they're trying to manipulate him at every moment. I just, yeah, the whole game is like, oh, these people are like normal, like you and me, and they have a dog. Yeah, but the minute <laughs> the minute you let your guard down, she tries to kill you. So it's like, yeah, 
It's like, well, yeah. Fuck there's her, no man. point in caring about any of these people because I mean, none there's of them a have got any humanity. You, you haven't seen, but I saw that girl who was playing Hotline Miami kick a dog. So I don't, I, I yeah. have every reason uh, to kill her. She did. She also, puppy, she was fact. getting some low scores on that level. So that's another reason why she deserves <laughs> to die. Anyway, uh, Ellie gets to the, the hospital, sneaking around. Um, today was a good day. And then we, 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 we push Nora down into the basement, which is apparently the epicenter, we learn, of the whole thing outbreak um, in Seattle. yeah there's like oh you don't want to fucking go down there because that's where it all started there's all spores down there nora's like oh you're you're the bloody one that that was the whole reason for this um and then she tortures nora apparently yeah, we, don't we don't see, see that. that we don't see no. that it's one of the few brutal scenes that we don't actually experience but we do get that's when we get the flashback two years earlier where we find out that ellie goes back to the right uh, hospital and then she's like oh there's a recording here that no one's looted at all and um yeah well no one yeah, cares well that was the other thing at some point in the game so they were going through some area and they go oh this is ripe for a a, a, a crawl through or, or like a uh you know a picking or something and i was like i'm sorry if it's been more than a year no everything yeah. of value has no. been taken from it god damn it what yeah. is that 24 about? years later there's probably some good stuff no there isn't there's i played no. fallout there's a fucking dead cockroach in there the end she goes back to the uh, to the hospital and she she finds a recording which is abby's voice i believe um saying oh fucking hell somebody come in and killed everyone and and, and took this girl and she was the cure so ellie finds out uh, and she storms off, and then we don't quite get the scene afterwards. Oh no, sorry, we do. And Joel's yeah, Joel like, come, Joel comes. To yeah, he comes along, me. and he's like, "What oh, are you doing here? What are you doing here? Yeah. What are you doing? Get back home. Just drop it. Get back home, you bastard!" And she's like, "Nah, you're the bastard. You didn't tell me all the things." And she's like, "Yeah, all right, I'll tell you now." And then she, Ellie's like, "Ugh," and storms off. Making a vaccine would have killed you, so I stopped them. Oh my god. I'll go back. But we're done. Yeah, and day three, so we find out that Nora says that uh, Abby's uh, at an aquarium, yep. uh, a place that we'll soon get fucking sick of. And then uh, Jesse goes with Ellie to find Tommy. Oh, no, no, Jesse goes, I'm going to go and find Tommy. And she's like, well, I've got to do this thing with Abby, so you fuck off that way and I'll meet you later. Yeah, they split up pretty quick. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they're like, well, I'm going to find Tom, like Tommy. Because no one cares about Jesse. Yeah, yeah, Jesse's just a sperm donor in this game. Forget him. Making their way to the aquarium. And this is like a there's a section where you go through the aquarium and, and you find a like a boat and you go on this boat and you Oh god, yeah, around. and then you get capsized though because there's a big storm and stuff. Yeah, you go in like through an arcade sort of building and you get loads loads of little arcades. Oh, yeah. It's a little cool. boss fight, isn't there, in that one? That's where yeah, you that's right. boss fight against them. Um, whatever they're called. I can't remember what the big ones are called. I don't know. The the monsters. Zombies. Boomers. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. Fat fucks. Fat yeah, bastards. They, they chuck shit at you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the ones. 
Uh, and then we find, yeah, that, that Tommy's sniping somebody near the aquarium. Anyway, Ellie takes the boat. She gets to the to the aquarium, and then she's like, she kills a dog. We don't care about this dog. We don't know who this dog is. Alex. So kill that dog. Yeah, I know. We know who it is. Alex. But at this who point, we're like, whatever. Alex. It's just a stupid dog. We've killed loads of dogs. Dogs yeah, are awful in this game. And then we go in and we see some woman talking to some 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 guy. And then, yeah, you know, she kills the, the woman, Mel. And then Owen and Owen's like, oh, she's pregnant. And Ellie's like, oh, no. Oh, oh that's I mean, awful. I, no, no. I think she kills Owen and then Mel attacks her for killing Owen. And then no, after no, no. she's killed Mel, a coat falls open and shows a big fat no, pregnant belly. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. No, that's wrong. Are so, sure? she, she, no, yeah, yeah. She comes in, she shoots mm. Owen, doesn't kill him, shoots uh, him, right? And way. then she stabs Mel, and then he goes, she goes back over to Owen, and Owen's like, she's pregnant. All right. And uh, he's like, oh, uh, bloody hell. Opens her coat, um, you know, because she didn't quite believe him, even though it's too late. Uh, and then she opens her coat, she's like, oh, bloody hell, she's pregnant. Dina's pregnant. <gasps> oh, I'm just a twat. And then she leaves the map because Tommy and Jesse come. Uh, and say we've got to get out of here, and she forgets the map. That's that's but the scene have, there. So, right, what's okay. your issues? Go. I have major issues with this. Major right, issues. She's trying to track down Abby. Okay. Yep. Shoots Owen, so he's incapacitated, so he can't do shit all right. Mel attacks her. She disarms Mel. At this point, you want information. Why the fuck would you then just kill her? It makes no sense. Because she was no threat at that point. She disarmed her, pinned her down, knife was out of her hand. It makes no sense at all to me. I was just like, why she stabbed her in the neck when she wants information on Abby's whereabouts? Yeah. I mean, she just, just stabbed the information on Abby's whereabouts. Just, I felt like there was a reason. Is there really no reason? I thought there was a reason. No, they have a bit of a scrap. She sort of gets the better of Mel, pins her to the floor, and then just stabs her in the neck. Mm. And I'm just like, why? why would you do that? You want information? There's no need to do that, regardless of whether she's pregnant or not. And to me, it was just a clumsy way of making it even more revenge and also to make you as the player go, oh, my God, she was pregnant as well. She just killed a pregnant woman. I just felt that it was very clumsy. And it's just like a vehicle for more revenge. I just didn't feel it, it was realistic at all because you've spent all that time trying to track down Abby, you've got your ideal opportunity, some pregnant woman who's fucking, let's be honest, not a fighter, right? She might have tried to stab you, but she's not a fighter. There's, you know, you get the better of her almost instantly and then kill her for no reason when you could have got like, information from her. She was fighting for her life. She almost got no, killed. Of course she's going to kill her. She, she'd already got the knife off her. She was helpless at that point. Well, I've no never reason. almost been stabbed to death, but I have a feeling that if I were, I would not want to yeah, take any but, chances with the person who almost just stabbed me to death. Her motive for being there was to track down Abby. I'm not disputing that, but when you are on a mission to do... where she is, and you just kill her for no reason. It's not no reason. She almost killed you. Yeah, I know. But so I think, I think at that I point think, she wasn't. Yeah, I think what Stu's point is that like she shouldn't have done it. But she I think could have Duke's... easily done a Nora and tortured her until she got the information she needed. Like, but Duke's point is because she's in the heat of the moment. Yeah, she's really. like, ah, who knows she's not what thinking. we would do she's if just... we were almost stabbed to death? Well, I, I can tell I'm you this: I have, I, I, I did almost lose my thumb in a dogfight. And in that moment, I was, I didn't even know my thumb had been wounded. The, you, when the adrenaline gets that high, your brain does not work very clearly. 
So it makes get, perfect look, sense to I me. I understand that, right? But, you know, Ellie is a cold, calculating killer. But in You've the not heat of the moment... The game, right? At this point, we've stabbed and killed about 100 million people. Right, so maybe, that, maybe stabbing and killing... How it's portrayed. Maybe stabbing and killing people is her just default move. No, oh, okay, you're not going to agree. I think we agree to disagree here. No, so, like, so once so, you disarm someone, there is no reason. No, to well, how many people have you disarmed, Stu? <laughs> That's on the point. What's next? All right, we're not going to agree on that, um, but we can agree that my point of view is correct. So this is where the game goes. Right, you've had enough of Ellie. Uh, we're going to give you some Abby stuff. Yeah. Um, so we go to four years earlier. And uh, we, we get introduced to Abby, and Abby is uh, uh, with her dad. Uh, her dad, who doesn't look quite old enough to be her dad, and a little bit too good-looking for my take, because I'd take him out any day. But anyway, uh, he it turns out he likes saving zebras, or zebras if you're American, and he likes, you know, he's a surgeon, and he's the only surgeon left. And Owen's there. In the there, whole world. In the whole world. <laughs> and Owen's world. there, and he has less hair. And you're like, oh no, there's the guy that I just shot in the in the stomach. But whatever. Uh, and it, this whole sort of intro is to sort of paint the picture that Abby's dad was the surgeon that Joel killed to to save Ellie. And he's a lovely guy, and he's he's a nice chap. And yeah, he did want to kill a young girl to save the kill, but he, yeah. you know, he he just kind of accepted that that was the right thing to do. Uh, and then we play as Abby for three days. Yeah, uh, we do. Which is quite interesting we find out that uh i mean is there anything you want to say about this section where, where you playing as young young abby or no Shall i just i think it's... no i think it's quite interesting especially the fact where she says he says well what would you do and she's like well i you know i'd sacrifice myself to save humanity kind of thing doesn't right. she you know that's her take just, just kill us fine well and and it's it i think it it it's it, it there, this whole series feels like a necessary parallelism, a parallax, if you will, um, perspective of Abby and Ellie's parallelism. She is willing to sacrifice herself for the greater good. And that's exactly what Ellie was doing in the first game. So yeah. the fact that they start out with such similar perspectives, the fact that they are both driven to you know, help the fireflies make the world a better place... I think really underscores the tragedy of what ultimately happens between the two of them. And not to put too fine a point on it, but it's all Joel's fault. Yeah. Joel's a prick. It is. So I still, I still, I'm still not convinced that it explicitly tells you in the first game that Ellie is never aware of the fact that she's going to die as a result of But I of the dare operation. say if we asked Ellie, she would be like, yeah, I'm willing to give my yeah, life Yeah, but we for don't, that. we, we but can't in the game, judge how she would react. In You're the right, game, it's can't. emphasized that she she's she's willing to do what it takes. And the only thing yeah, she ever that. asks to do in the first game is to go to the Fireflies and help them find the cure. Yeah, use yeah, yeah, use but what before, I and have. This is the big thing here. They're kind of as bad as Joel because if unless they've sat her down and gone, look, Ellie, you're going to cure humanity, but in the process, you're not coming back. Are you okay with that? Okay, that that's bad. I'm that not going to dispute that is fucking screwed up. It is screwed up. I'm not going to dispute that. That doesn't make you as bad as Joel. I think it does. Cuz it does. Cuz you're taking away her her 
motivation of ability no, to choose. No, there is a difference between not giving someone a choice and not giving them all the information to go along with that choice. Again, I am not saying it's okay that they did not tell her that she was going to die. However, I think that all her actions throughout the game suggest to me that Ellie is pretty clear that she doesn't have a lot of um, promise for the world other than giving the fireflies whatever she can from her own body to make this cure. Now, so in my thinking, she probably has something in the back of her mind saying, I'm not going to live through this. And that's okay because it's for a greater good. So if the fireflies are killing Ellie without her knowledge, that's bad. Again, I'm not trying to excuse it. What I am saying is that Joel kills 50 fireflies uh, and takes away Ellie's choice. So, you know, I think for me, that's the difference. I guess, but I think they're just as bad as each other because the fireflies are taking away Ellie's okay. choice also. Another thing we'll never agree on. We all agree that Joel's a prick. Um... <laughs> well, I'm not saying he's a prick. I'm saying he made a decision that leads these two women, Ellie and Abby, to go constantly swirling around each other in this maelstrom of bloodlust and revenge. Yeah, he's a prick. That's what I said. <laughs> uh, now we're into Abby's dealio and we get a cutscene and now we, we hear what they were arguing about when um, they killed Joel and it was roughly about should they let Ellie go? Should they let um, Tommy go? And they ultimately agree to let them go. And then we play as Abby for you guys that might not know, this is where people start to really hate the game because uh, Abby, who, by the way, is a unit of a woman. Um, <laughs> she is a big, she has been in wow. that gym a lot. <laughs> Damn. She, uh, she's uh, one hell of a woman. And um, yeah, she's, you know, this is the day after she, she killed uh, Joel. Is it? I think yeah, pretty much. And yeah, um, so. you know, she's fine. She's eating a burrito. She's like, yeah, I, I, I killed, I killed Joel. <laughs> I you know. kill him with a yeah, oh, yeah, I smacked him in the club. You should have been there, man. It was great. <laughs> yeah, um, loads were everywhere. Showing no remorse at all uh, about that. And yeah, she's just plunking around. Yeah, I think I think that's the other issue, isn't it? There's no, there isn't any time when she sat like even just a scene of her sat thinking about it, thinking shit, did I do the right thing? Well, like, not not so much did? about Joel. I think for me, it was, there was no, no there was nothing from her of like, oh man. I, I hope I have just you, didn't kill that seen... girl's dad. To give Donnie Dog perhaps a little benefit of the doubt, it may be that she has uh, desensitized herself to the point where he's, in a way, just another guy that she killed. Yeah, but I, I think mm. I think for me, where it falls apart is that she, uh, she, her revenge stems from somebody killing her dad, yes. right? Yeah. And then she, I mean, we she doesn't really know. But it's it's pretty clear that Ellie is fond of that person, so it would yeah. be pretty quick for her to be like, "Oh, maybe this guy is that girl's dad, and I'm just as bad as yeah. what Joel it's did." It's personal stuff, man. I don't. I still think that Abby was. I, I'm I'm kind of happy with the story going the way it did in terms of killing Joel. I'm not pissed off about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm just like that. when I when I started to see like this is the day after Ellie, yeah. and I, I expected to see a scene where Abby was like. I feel really bad about that girl. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, I agree. That they should yeah. have something like that. I yeah, agree with but that. But she was like, she was just eating a burrito. She was fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, they, 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 they get ambushed by Scars. So she goes out uh, and um, and she has a chat with Mel, who shouldn't be going out because she's pregnant. But whatever. Yeah. That, the game just ignores that because of video games. And they, there's rumors 
rumours afoot that Owen, Dirty Owen, um, who is with Mel now, used to be with Abby. It's like a soap opera, isn't it? Yeah. Owen uh, helped a scar and shot one of his own. Ooh. So that's the rumours going around camp, even though uh, they've only just got back from this uh, trip from Joel. So Owen's just, just a busy guy. He's, he was on a different shift or something. So he's kind of gone AWOL. And then, uh, yeah, then we see a little bit more about... Um, so she hangs around with this guy called Manny. Manny, who, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, he's kind of... He's, not, he's kind of an okay character, but it's really just an excuse for Abby to talk to somebody uh, during this whole thing. And uh, she lives in a stadium. And again, the game is called The Last of Us, but there's fucking loads there's of a- them. There's schools again, there's, there's no, gymnasium. They've got enough staff, right? Houses. To, to look after dogs and weapons. Like there's yeah. not there's not a shortage of people in this town. Look how pregnant Mel is in this day. And why do they've got loads of people around? Why are they going she should be going out looking for people and killing <laughs> yeah, people? Really? Like that makes no sense at all. Uh, but anyway, the, 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 maybe there's just a shortage of people with guns. Well, do you know, it, look, if she's fine with it, it's fine. So this is where the game starts to be like, oh my god, there's loads of people. There's people. I'm going to say the detail of the stadium, by the way, is very oh, it's cool. Phenomenal. It's a phenomenal scene, and, and it's a yeah. it's an achievement. But I was like, fuck it, there's loads of people left here. Like the, I thought this game because the first game was about how little there are of people. Do you know, like people are a, a limited resource, and that's what I thought The Last of Us, like a theme of The Last of Us, was. It was like there's not many people left. There's no structure to anything, and because the game starts, the first game starts with. Joel and Tess, the character who dies off pretty quickly, and, you know, and their kind of relationship is is pretty ropey. You do, you don't really get the sense that it's massively romantic, so it's like there's there's no form of structure anywhere because it's the Last of Us. Do you know what I mean? That's what I thought. Well, and I think I think that's one of the things that this title does very well is asking that question: what What do we mean by us? What's the antecedent for us? Because well, it means right. a lot of different things, but I think ultimately it's supposed to mean the good guys, the good people, yeah. and it you know the first one muddies that profoundly, and then this one takes it and flips it over on itself and says, "Well, how do you even define what's good? What do you owe the people you care about, and what's the difference between justice and revenge?" That's it. Well, uh, in the game, you, you, you um, see Ab- Abby's like throwing a ball for another dog that you kill. That's not Alice, I don't think. That you, that you no, that's not Alice. That's another dog that you that's kill. That's another, another dog, yeah. That you could, so basically, Ellie just kills all of these people. Um, and you take and you, you, got, you take out the dog, Alice, and you're like, oh, no, that's the dog that I killed. There's Ellie. Oh, that's so sad because he's a cute dog. Uh, but dogs are awful in this game, so shoot them instantly if you see them. And then you go out on a, on a thing, and then you find out that, yeah, you know, it, it, it's all fine. Then you do another cutscene uh, three years earlier where you discover the, the aquarium with Joel. So Abby's a little bit younger. No, with Owen, with Owen. No, not Joel. Owen. 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 All these white yeah. people look the same to me. But yeah. you get it on we owe him. You also you find well. out on day one that they're, they're quite new to the WLV, the Wolves, These this crew. So this crew that took on Joel and killed him, they're quite new recruits. They're old fireflies, Yeah. but they're new recruits. I think, I think what was quite cool about that scene, I love the, the Ferris wheel bit, you know, where they sat just chatting on the Ferris wheel. How did she get up there if she's scared of heights? I know, scared of heights, but she's up in this very high. Why Ferris did she do that? Why did that uh, seem like a good uh, idea? All the people that I know of scared of heights would never go up in a yes, Ferris wheel. Yes, you'd have to have climbed a long you'd way. You'd have to climb up. It doesn't like spin. balance on the thing. Yeah, <laughs> makes no sense. 
video and also, games. <laughs> Owen's in the water for like two seconds, and then you jump in, and he's like, I found an aquarium. I'm like, how the fuck did you find all that? Well, um, presumably he had found it before, and he's leading it to her now. Oh, right, okay. Well, yeah, I, I just thought video game so you know they go through the aquarium they're like oh this is a nice place maybe maybe we should rock up here and, and do our own thing and abby's kind of like well we, we better get back and i mean she's, she's, love. she wants to get them muscles built up yeah well she's got to get she's, she's got to get training she's got to get tonk hench as the kids say and but owen's kind of like interested in this place and there's you discover there's a family that kind of lived there before and and whatnot um and that's pretty much the gist of that. And I think it, this whole thing is just to, for you to kind of start to know who Owen and Abby yeah, is. Yeah, it just sets up the relationship between the two of them, doesn't it? That's right. That's right. Uh, and then we go back to the present day, or day one of, of Seattle. And we also go to the boat, the dirty boat. Yeah, the boat was back. quite cool, actually. The dirty boat. Um, <laughs> the dirty boat. Where I call it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah, I think the fact that there's... I mean, here's the thing. The parallelism between Ellie and Abby yep. is interesting. I think the degree to which they take the parallelism to the sort of love triangle between yeah, relationships yeah, and stuff. The two groups have the, a very similar and you know it even ends up in pregnancy for it's like you know what that's a little too on the nose and I don't really feel like it serves a purpose so much as it does make the audience think, "Oh, I see what they're doing. It's a parallelism." Yeah. So I think it's interesting. Can I just say though? Yeah, go on. And I, and I I'm going to be very controversial here, Uh-oh. but I I kind of enjoyed playing as Abby more than I did Ellie. I d- I did, and you know why? I think it's because Abby's sections are interesting. They're interesting, but they're more hopeful than Ellie's sections. Ellie's yeah. sections are all about like, ah, oh, fuck this, and I'm going to kill them. Whereas Abby's all about hope. You know, she stumbles. Yeah. She's trying to find the truth with Owen. And then in in the second day, so the 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 end of the first day, by the way, she just makes her way to the to the aquarium. So she just gets there, and it's Christmas. And Owen's kind of put some Christmas decorations up, and they they have a little bow and arrow thing that no one cares about. Um, and that's the first of, of of day one. But it's not till uh, the night time of day one where um, Ellie gets in a little bit of a spot of bother, you could say, with the scars. And and again, it, it looks pretty grim, and it's probably one of the darkest moments of have the we, game. Have we had the dirty boat? No, yet? the dirty boat isn't oh, there okay. yet. Stop okay, getting excited okay, about okay, the dirty okay. boat. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, so the <laughs> so so what happens is so uh, yeah, she, she on the night time of the first day, she gets captured by the scars, and then she gets saved by Yara and yeah. Lev. The clipping uh, of the wings is brutal. Yeah, so yeah. so so this this scars they like to hang people that don't agree with them and then they gut them and then yeah they they clip this girl's wings who's a part of the scars but she ran off to save her brother yeah uh, and uh yeah they they clip her wings which is um scar talk for to hammer the fuck out of her arm yeah, uh, yeah it's all smashed to bits smashed to bits so um very like, like you say Stu, really interesting part of the game like it's it's so cool looking um, but again, it's about hope. It's about like you save these, you know, these two people who are apparently on the other side are saving you. Right. And then in return, you save them. You know, that's what drives Owen, too. And I think this is an interesting connection between Owen and Abby, 
because they both have had experiences of, you know, being trained for so long that the scar of the enemy, the scar of the enemy, the scar of the enemy, and then they come face to face with the humanity of these people and they have to they have to deal with that. And that's one of the things that happens so rarely in war. One of the things that we've gotten really good at as a civilization is training ourselves and our soldiers to think the enemy is the enemy, period. You see one, you know, you kill them. Whether it's Germans, whether it's Koreans, whether it's Vietnamese, whether it's Afghanis, whether it's Iraqis, uh, if they're the enemy, you kill them. They're not human. And I think this game does a great job of making you have to wrestle with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I hated that section, by the way, where you're stuck inside that building waiting for um, Lev, isn't it? He's called Lev yeah, to come right. and save Lev, you. Yeah. Oh my god! I so hate you, it. you you carry Yara to a cabin, and then you kind of leave Yara there, and you you warn Lev and say, "Look, Lev, look, she's fucked. Like you need to do something about that. And get out of here, and keep moving because they'll come find you." And then she makes her way back to the aquarium. So you you know again, Abby's sections are all about. Oh, look, she's helping people. She, she's a she's a nice person. I mean, she's still at a burrito while talking about Giles' death. But, and you know, she did hammer, hammer the shit out of his head with a golf club. Yeah, but she's a, she's a, she's a good person. She's serving the peoples, you know. And, <laughs> she goes through a boat at, at this at this point. And I really, really like this boat that she goes through. I don't yeah. know if you remember this. Yeah, of course, yeah. But, like, there's a story on the boat. And I don't know if you experienced this, Duke, because you, you're not a true gamer. But you... Um, <laughs> yeah, because you, you didn't really nope. play it. <laughs> yeah. Not even. I don't know why you're here, but like the <laughs> you go through this boat, and you you read this story about how the captain. I think it went from. Where did it come from? It went from somewhere. Yeah, most uh, boats do come from somewhere. It went. It came from another place on Earth, <laughs> right. and um, yeah, like and they crashed the boat. So this whole story is on this boat, mm. and it was quite interesting. And it ends in the in the in the with the captain at the top, which is is quite cool. I thought yeah. I, I quite like that section. Okay. Anyway, I just ran through the boat, so I don't. I didn't read any of that shit. It's back in the aquarium and she's trying yeah, to Yeah, she going. goes back to the aquarium. Okay, here we go. He's always hiding the... out because he's, in the dirty he's boat. made friends with scars. That's it. That's it. So we discovered that the reason why uh, uh, Owen sort of ran off and went AWOL is because he, he kind of killed someone um, or went to kill a scar, but he couldn't do it because the person just gave him a look and he was he, he kind of unsettled him just like jason uh, bourne spoilers like jason spoilers bourne. for the born identity it is from, from it jason, is jason bourne, bourne but like yeah. he he kind of saw the humanity in in the enemy's eyes yeah. and felt sorry for them which is a, it, it is something that you see in saving private ryan in in jason bourne it's a it's a i, I like that kind of angle oh, yeah. uh, and he couldn't do it anymore and it, and it complexes also oh, all know, quiet it, on the western front yeah, sure. <laughs> I haven't seen that film. It's but a I great take book. Word. That's the book where it says a hospital alone shows us what war is. A book? You mean you got to <laughs> use my hands? You got to read? Uh, we find it that, and then they bang in the dirty boat for some yeah, reason. Yeah, they do. I've got to. Can I just say, right? As silly as a statement, this sounds. Uh, but kissing and sex animations, shall we call it? Uh, Pretty realistic. Got to yes, say, they, they, were they pretty realistic. much nailed it. Uh, nailed yeah. it. <laughs> you sure for, did. One, for want of a lesser phrase. Yeah. But yeah, 
it, it's it's realistic stuff, you know. The the because it, it always looks awkward in video games because it never looks quite right. And the well, some weird Dragon Age uh, Origins did it well because they chose moments to fade out and candlelight, and I thought they did a good job with it there. Well, that's because he can't do it, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Because it looks shit. But yeah, like, but I'm saying though, if you can't get it but right visually, good. then you show you use less is more. Yeah, it's funny on the uh, YouTube version of this, they cut is it, it out. Is it cut out? It's yeah. not cut out in the one I saw. <laughs> well, it's cut out. You're so, using I, the wrong you know, video for me. I like Chinny keeps rewinding wanna... it to the spot. <laughs> I know, just in case. It <laughs> Damn it! Where's the porn? Yeah. So <laughs> look, for me, where it cuts off on this video, we're watching a video on YouTube just to kind of remind ourselves some of the scenes and. Uh, for this on the video, it cuts off at the point where I think it should have cut off, really, because mm. it goes a little further and and you oh, you yeah. basically you see it, you see it, you see it all, right? And you're like, oh uh, no, I don't want to. Well, see you this. don't see everything, but you do yeah, see a lot. No, I think mean, you need to be over dramatic. They do with the sexual act here what they do with the stabbing in the neck thing in other moments, which is you're right there, you you're feeling it in a way that you don't normally feel it, and. I think the positioning of the bodies is also interesting because she is so commonly in charge of everything and she's, yeah. you know, taking control of things. And he kind of turns her around and is like, we're going to do yeah. it like this. Oh, and she's not yeah, struggling cause... necessarily with that. It's not a commentary on her necessarily. I just think it's an interesting juxtaposition yeah. of the normal status that she has as the alpha. In the I was, uh, well, my, she is very my, dominant, my isn't she? My, yeah. my thought was like, don't they love each other? Like... Well, like, yeah. That just looks like a bit of a fling to well, me. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I mean, love a is an interesting word. I think that he has a relationship with her that's based on certain joys and and excitements, and he has a stability with Mel that he's ultimately yeah. choosing for. Yeah. Because okay. she's because look, she's driven by bloodlust and revenge. Mel's driven by the desire to help people. It's a kind of classic warrior versus you know. But that, cure. that also is that's why I also found it quite weird with Mel attacking Ellie in the way that she did. But then obviously she did just shoot Owen, so I can kind of understand that. Well, of I suppose. course, yeah, because uh, she's a doctor, and doctors are meant to preserve lives. I guess stabbing you and stuff like Duke was saying. I think I think I would. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I don't know that the Hippocratic kind of Oath applies life. in that moment. Ah, I'm supposed to do no harm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we see this fucking corridor again in the hospital after this. Yeah, uh, after the yeah we go in that room a lot. <laughs> the dirty boat section. I think you get a kick out of making me uncomfortable. No. It's an opportunity for you two to finally move forward. We've barely said a word to each other since Jackson. I'm just supposed to pretend that didn't happen? Of course not. You guys need to talk about it. She wanted Joel dead as much as the rest of us. But she's not like the rest of us. She hasn't hurt people like that before. She, she kills scars all the time. Not the way we kill Joel. Don't forget, we are grunts. She's a medic. Come on, Abby. She's family. Do it for me, okay? I'll try. That's all I'm asking for. Uh, and we figure out that uh, Abby's now having sort of dreams about the two people that she saved and she's like oh bloody hell i've got to i've got to go back and save them because i can't I'm, I'm having dreams i can't have these dreams where they're hanging from the ceiling all the time i've got to do something about it and also mel might come back soon so i've got to get off this dirty boat i thought by the way i thought this was quite interesting when she wakes up and you see all the scars on owen's back and i think that's quite a nice touch to sort of show 
all the shit these people have been through. You know yeah, what I mean? I, th- I think everybody's scarred at this point. You know, yeah. if you're on the front line, um, then you you know you are you're scarred. So uh, yeah, you know they they uh, have to get Yara back. She gets Yara back to the aquarium, and Mel, who's there, which is a bit awkward because. I, I reckon Owen still sell, smells of sex, but whatever. <laughs> he probably does. He probably does, but uh, Mel's like, oh, you smell a bit funky, um, yeah. and brings back these two scars, Abby does, and Owen's like, what the hell are you doing? And Mel's like, well, she looks a bit fucked up. I'll help her, but I don't agree with this. And then you've got to go out and get stuff, and you go off with uh, Lev. Back to the hospital. Back to the bloody, bloody hospital, hospital where Nora is. Yeah. Um, who we know now is is dead um, because of spores and stuff. So you go back there, and you, this is the, the section where <laughs> I, I it kind of lost it a little bit for me. But where where uh, the scars go? We've got bridges that go across the buildings that you <laughs> yeah. don't know about, and I'm like, and they're really high. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think they can see them. Like I don't know if you're pulling the wall over anybody's eyes here. Like they're not subtle. Bridges. It, yeah, I think you know. I think it would have made a lot more sense if, story-wise, if they had said we have tunnels underneath all of these buildings because that's a lot yeah. easier to not know about. Oh, but oh. you've just spent the twenty hours going through tunnels and basements and shit. Right. So they're like, yeah. "Fuck that! We need to go up." Yeah. Or if they'd have had like in Roof World and just had zip lines between all the buildings, yeah, that would have yeah, made, made more sense. I think zip lines would have made sense. Yeah. Also but would have you don't, you don't get five hours of gameplay out of a zip line. You get thirty seconds. That's right. Yeah, well, that's perfect. Have a good <laughs> well, thirty seconds to be there at this they point. Actually, they actually, the actual bit where you cross the bridge isn't that long, really. It's no. just and and they do fall on the second the one. The bit so. through the building takes forever, though. Through yeah, the hotel. Oh, but, it, but it would. I think going up and down those buildings would. So that's yeah. that's quite good. And anyway, you, you learn a lot more about Lev at this point, and then you kind of learn because the, the 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 Scar peoples they shout out Lev by his birth name, which we then find out is Lily. Lily. Lev was born a girl and identifies as a boy, and um, yeah, you know, and and that's where we learn about that. And that's basically uh, why they've been ostracized and kicked out of the scars and why they want to just kill them. That's right. And that's kind of... So this game, another feedback thing uh, that a lot of people have been complaining about is that this game is a woke fest. Stu, do you know what I mean by a woke fest? Kind of. Right. So to be woke is like, man, I'm so aware of the issues, man. I'm like, I'm like so on it, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so woke. I'm like, yeah, I'm cool with all, all the LGBT stuff. You know, I'm woke. Um, that's kind of what they're saying is like this. It's, it, they put a lot of political woke yeah, LGBT you know, stuff. Do, do you know, but they don't though, really, because it's, it's all very subtle to be fair. None of it is rammed down your apart throat. Apart from Abby, who's a unit of a woman. She's not <laughs> she, and and let me also say this for everybody woman. who feels that way. Every game starring a cishet white guy, of which there are billions, those are also political games. Those also have things they are telling us about sexuality and gender and and lots of other things. It's just that those are considered the default. So as soon as we have a character that's not cishet white guy, people lose their minds. I, I, I don't particularly want to discuss any of this stuff because i just think we're just highlighting stuff that doesn't really need highlighting in my opinion it doesn't it's well, not i will a, say it's that it's not a thing i will say that carolyn pettit who wrote the piece that i really like i'll give people links if they want you know she's a trans woman and she found the inclusion of a trans character in this game very important 
because it's a yeah, representation. Yeah, no, no, I'm thing. not saying it's not important, but I'm saying the dissenters. I don't yes. really want to give them a voice. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, I don't for, see for, for me, being in the I, game, I've got no problem with with um, with you know the the topic being in this game. It doesn't really bother me at all. But I just think what what I instantly thought was you've got the scars, right? And yep. the scars to me look like. Um, they need people to be on the front line to kill other people um, because they're out there doing bad shit. Um, so I would imagine that they're not too concerned about yeah, who puts but, their name forward. Yeah, but I think they're kind of a, almost like a Mormon-type religious Yeah, sex, you say so. that. You say that, though, but there's loads of women that you fight. Yeah, 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 but there's, loads of, there's still women in Mormon sort of no, religions no i know and this is a perversion of that sort of but, stuff but, but they will be very strictly you know this is how it is we don't no, have any of that what i what i thought instantly was if they make the scars like men are, are men and they're warriors and the women are left at their homes to be wives and then lev decides to break out and go you know fuck that i'm not doing yeah, that yeah. right i think that would be better for me because i i just don't believe that this group would be like, bloody hell, Lev, you're, you're pretty good with that bow. Anyway, we don't need you. Uh, we got this other girl. She's fine. And I, I'm like, what are you talking about? No, you're going to marry this guy. Uh, I, I, I don't get it. I'm like, you're brilliant with that bow. Get in here. You should be with us. But they don't do that. And I just think that's just silly because the game is called mm. The Last of Us, even though there's loads of us. We've established that. And <laughs> they need all the, scars, the bow and arrow. On that island? <laughs> if they have somebody willing, I, I imagine that they'd be like, yeah, we'll snap this person up. This person's good. And you know, uh, the, the religious person shows, fanatics, who knows what they're going to do. But I'm, I don't want to bring up the wire here, but there's a character in, in the in – the, I will bring up the wire because I do uh, – in the fourth season of The Wire who shows promise and, and – and, um, What's his name? The gangster, the um, Marlon. Marlo. Oh, Marlo. Marlo. He he sees the promise in this kid, Mike, mm -hmm. and he's like, "Oh, this guy's pretty good. I'm gonna keep him close and and kind of smother him a little bit, you know." And I feel like that's what people naturally do. If somebody shows good talent in something. Well, it depends on shows. whether I mean, but Marlo, Marlo recognizes the value of a soldier as a soldier. Yeah. I mean, he obviously puts Snoop in his you know uh, lieutenant rank. Because he doesn't give a shit about the other parts of her identity. I don't think these Seraphites are the same way. I think they have a rabid dogma which says things have to be like this because yeah, God wills I totally it. And well, I, I just, agree with I you, Chinny, to... that if they were just thinking in terms of military tactics, yes, it would make a lot more sense for them to say, hey, you know what? You're good with that bow. We need you. But if they're thinking we will survive, not because we have the most soldiers, but because we are the most pure. We have the most faith. Yeah, but, exactly. I, but I think if they, was, if they were a sexist group, that would have held a little bit better for me. Like I that, don't think it makes any difference. Religion you know, is Yeah, but Stu, you, don't, don't rub it off because you know how you were so bothered about, like, why did Ellie kill Mel? This for me is my Ellie killing Mel yeah, moment. I think I think the only reason I was bothered about Ellie killing Mel is because she had information she needed. Yeah, but but my my problem with this is that like, fucking surely they're not that fussy about soldiers mm. here, right? Like surely they'd be like, you're fucking pretty good with that shit. Or if they made the group sexist, it was like, no, men are men, women are women, fuck them. That that it even sort of emphasizes the point more of like what, how important it is for this for this person to like break out and break the norm and would have made a stronger message for me who's not a transgender person who is you know a white straight guy 
I, for me, that would have like gone, yeah, yeah, fucking good on you. You fucking do that. Fuck them. Um, but hey, that that that's what I think at that point. Yeah, that's, I think I think I, it's quite interesting. And that was also... immediate to me. That was immediate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That was like as soon as like he said it, I was like, fucking hell! Like, I've just killed about thirteen women scars. Like, why are they so fussy about this one? <laughs> Yeah, but I also think that there is, you know, they do allude a little bit to the mum's opinion of it all, you know, and how sort of strict she is and all that sort of stuff. And I think that yeah. all kind of feeds into it. And, yeah. All right, we got to move on because this is going on yeah. fucking ever. It um, is. There's a lot of fun. It's a 30-hour game, man. I'm sorry, I can sense Duke just going, oh, I've got fucking shit. Yeah. Get to another major <laughs> yeah. plot point. Let's do that. I quite like the whole Abby doesn't like height stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, and and I, one actually, little, no, I tell my, going, Come on, you'll be fine. Right, I when tell Abby my students near to a ledge. The yeah. character does look a bit of a wobble, and she oh, yeah. kind of looks serene. And I tell my students all the time that you know when we create characters in my creative writing class, I give them this list of twenty questions. You know, full name, uh, typical day, you know, favorite food, stuff like that. And then I say, "What is your character afraid of?" And I always have some students who are like, "My character's not afraid of anything." Or what makes your character happy? My character's never happy. Their life is a never-ending series of gloomy experiences. And I say, those are boring characters. A good character is the ultimate warrior who defends the village of Genblach. But they see a spider and they go, ah! So I think her fear of heights is an excellent uh, addition to her character, making it rounded. She's she's actually got a weakness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, day two, she gets to the hospital and, like, the uh, the group that she w- she's with, the wolves, are like, oh, bloody hell, you went AWOL like Owen. We're turning you in. We're going to handcuff you. And Nora, the explorer, says, nah, I'll let you go. Because, um, you know, <laughs> Nora we're, the we're fam. We're fam. So sorry, but all that shit you need, it's in the wagons already. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you're going to have to oh, go. <laughs> all your supplies, they're in the basement. Which you're going to have to go of, in the epicenter. It's kind of like the epicenter of the whole thing. And also, there's a big rat monster down there. Anyway, I'm off. I'll catch you later. I've just got to <laughs> listen to uh, Bye. But you do fight the, the last boss in the game inside, uh, and this, uh, which is just basically a bunch of limbs. On a big, yeah, it does look cool. I, I've got to say, they did a really good job of that boss fight. In you really have to learn the area because yeah. like you don't have a lot of stuff. You run out so of stuff. To... Quit. You're like, well, there's all my bullets, so I better yeah. figure this one out. Fire bombs, fire bombs. Oh no more. Oh no, she yeah. has pipe bombs, doesn't she? She has yeah. pipe bombs. But... I thought that was a, a a great moment in the game, fighting the big rat monster. Yeah, it was good. Oh, it was, was amazing. Good. That was the was one good. moment I was like, whoa, I'm really glad I'm not playing that shit. Yeah, it's it's it's. And when that one detaches from it, and that's oh. really hard to kill. It's not like a normal clicker. Well, you, you don't kill it till a little bit afterwards. That's right. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. yeah so... It's not like a normal clicker. That thing. No, it's great. Yeah. And it's I, good. I it does it... a good job. It, this reminded me of the burr chasing condemned too. It is a bit like the bear chase. You know, but... you know where you've just got to run for your life, and you're just like, "Oh my god, it's coming!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you never kill the bear in the bear chase. No, you don't. But phenomenal part of the game, great. And then uh, we get away, we go back. Uh, it's day three. Uh, it turns out Yara's fine. She had to lose her arm, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, chopped off. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Abby has another dream on the night. She dreams about her dad in that stupid corridor, but I'm surprised. That she didn't dream about that massive fucking rat monster. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. I'm like Jesus Christ, like, like the that... super mutant. Yeah, but I suppose that's what kind of dreams are. You think you're going to dream about? Yeah, something exactly, man. About... It's the subconscious purging itself. Yeah. The yeah, monster is. is her father's death. So when you feel afraid, you should think about how your body is getting ready for what's coming. Only when weak 
May I play my true strength? That's a profit thing? Yeah. Hmm. I thought you were anti-electricity and all that sinful old world stuff. There are exceptions. Especially for soldiers. That's convenient. And then, uh, yeah, Yara's fine. She's got one arm now, uh, which is which is cool about. I, I think it's quite interesting at the end of this scene because I would have liked to have seen some sort of overlaps of Ellie and Abby, and there doesn't, there isn't really any. You know, when you're sort of going to the same places she's already been. You know, yeah, her no, going, not really. like seeing, there's a little like bit her there's, going there's a, in as you're coming out or something. There's a little bit on day three because day three is where you come across Tommy who's sniping yeah. a, a high street. And yeah, that's pretty in, cool. In day three of Ellie's story, you hear those gunshots, uh, but you never oh, go yeah, to yeah. them. Yeah, so that's you, right because Jesse goes to find him, doesn't he? That's right. Yeah, so you you um you you hear of it and you're like oh bloody hell what's going on over there and then you're but like, yeah i've got to find abby fuck you yeah the start of day 3 it's clear that abby and and mel don't like each other a bit of a the love triangle thing that's going on like, you're not coming to wherever santa barbara, santa barbara. right yeah oh yeah they want to go to santa barbara cuz cuz owen's like oh there's there's fireflies we're getting yeah, back but... together like an old band do you know what i mean like yeah. we're getting back together <laughs> well uh, and like, it's take... but, but it's it's the idea of there's a golden city out there and i'm going to find it and yeah, I think hope. that's yeah, an interesting premise because we see it in a lot of, you know, in, in Shawshank Redemption, right? It's this question of hope because it's very easy to give up that idea of hope, I imagine, after the apocalypse happens. Um, but I also think that the line that Mel gives to Abby that really left an imprint on me was, you're, you're, you're a bad person and if you want to help those kids, stay away from them. Because yeah. she's wrong. I mean, I don't believe there is yeah. such a thing as a bad person, but she does help lev a lot and yeah but but on the other hand she does bring death and destruction with her because that's karma for her actions that's right that's right um i think this is an excellent section by the way day three. Oh, the sniper section i thought was brilliant yeah. i don't know if you saw any of this dude oh yeah 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 i did i thought it was um, good it's it's an unbelievable section. I think it's such so, a great and way. And it's so visceral. The sound of the the gun every time it goes off. Yeah, yeah. it's such a snap, you know. Like, um, no smashing around. And again, like, I think because we up. because we know who's doing it, it just adds such an interesting dimension to it. Because it's it not does, just. I mean, in a in a normal video game, this would be you know a boss that you have to go deal with and he just sucks. You know, I've played this level on the division two and there's a guy up there and you just know he's yellow or, you know, purple or whatever fucking color it is. And you just can't wait to see him lying in a pool of his own blood. But in this game, it's like, you know what? I don't blame him for sniping at me. Yeah. It's also like you, you, you're so interested in what is going to happen when they get to him. Yeah. Um, you know, I think also, what was kind of interesting, I think there was a, a bit of a parallel to the first game, but you know, where you're creeping around the bar. So there yeah. was a bit of that as well, yeah, I, I felt. So, but this is the section where we kind of get to Tommy and then uh, Manny, who's, uh, we assume, sort of Abby's kind of kind of best friend, uh, gets shot in the face. He does. He's shot in the yeah, head. They're like, oh. Let's get in there and just hunt him down. Boom, I'm dead. Yeah, and then he's gone. Uh, just like that. It's blessed. pretty brutal again. It's a pretty brutal death. It happens pretty yeah, quickly. I'm she, covered in his blood. <laughs> she does react though because she, she has a moment where she's kind of covered in blood. She's like, uh, shit! Oh no, that's really pissed me off that has. Um, I think is the exact line is what she says. 
And then the kind of stupid moment for me is like, yeah, Abby and Tommy have a bit of a, a, a fight. A scuffle. And then, a scuffle. A scuffle. A scuffle. Not a tiff. A scuffle. It's a scuffle. And, this and Yara, who should have been staying in the fucking boat uh, or wherever by the dock, has been following all along. I'm like, you, you, you mad bastard, you. You've only got one arm. And But saying <laughs> Abby... Uh, and goes, oh, I told you to be back there. And he's like, well, I saved you, so what do you know? That's a good job uh, I was here. Yeah, you might be a unit of a woman, but I've got one arm. They head to the island, and the island is where all the scars are. Yeah. Um, and it's I forgot why island. they go to the... Oh, yeah, because they go, Lev run they away. Go to, because, because, right, and here's... This is... If, if everybody gets to have one moment, it's like, bullshit, what's his motivation? Yeah. I think that it feels to me like him trying to convince his mom that it's cool is just an excuse for us to be dragged to this island and then we have to yeah, run yeah, away from it. it. That's yeah. just, it's um, just um, dumb. The, the it's, it feels totally done. extraneous. As soon as they yeah. started in, I'm like, gee, I wonder what's going to happen. Yeah. I think the other issue is with this for me is like the way they've described the fanaticism of the scars and the, you know, the right. mum in particular, there yeah. is not a chance in hell he's going to convince no. her. She's not going to be like, you know what? Yeah, and again, like, look, I, I, I don't know that I would just let my mom go if it were me. I mean, I can understand the desire to, like, not say goodbye to your mom. But it also feels really stupid. So they, they, they go to the island. And um, it's lovely. Everything's great. It's a lovely place. It's a lovely place, the it island. Is. It's, it's Picturesque. It's, it's yeah. like, uh, you know, it's like Gran Canaria there. It's, uh, yeah. I uh, think what was, what was interesting for me with the way they had the island set up, especially the dwellings and stuff, they, they really went for the Quaker stroke Mormon look, you know, all the sort of log well, cabin type well, they, bodies hanging from bridges. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. don't use anything from the old world, is right. what. No. And they even say, it's yeah, so we electric. can't use that from the old world. Yeah. Well, yeah. unless they need to, and it's a lift up. Yeah, world, except when they need a lift. I don't know, anything. Yeah. Um, like a toothbrush or medical supplies <laughs> or painkillers or yeah. paper. But other um, than that, <laughs> other than paper and pencils and candles, we don't. It's use, almost oh, as though uh, religious cults don't have perfectly logical, consistent rules. Yeah, hey, I'll, I'll skip a bunch of things, but basically, they they get to uh, they get to Lev, who's um, who's accidentally killed his mom. Nah, I'm not sure it was an accident. Well, he pushed well, her over or something, and he's like, "Oh I no, know. she's dead." I, I pushed her. I swear to God, you know. <laughs> uh, all right, and then I was like, "Okay, OJ," and then. Um, the, 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 this is another mini bullshit moment for me. I was like, mm, this sounds like bullshit. Where there's like, we'll have to cut through the main part of the island. Yeah, we have to go exactly. to the big town. Right. There's, there's, because there's like four gunshots back where we came. And I'm like, I don't know if we can handle that. And I'm like, really? You just like caused about five. Let's go to the most populated bit yeah, of the place. I was, I, I was like, that's. That seems like And again, like as dumb as all of these things are, like the fact that Abby has to fight against her own comrades is I think it's a very interesting moment because it's, you know, in a in the hands of a less nimble storyteller, it would just be a stupid inversion and we'd be right back where we always were. But when Pete you're fighting people and they're like, "Hey, it's Abby." Like yeah. there's actual confusion and sadness in those voices sometimes. That's and right. obviously there's also hostility and rage and fury. But, you know, the fact that it's not just nameless, faceless people, you, I mean, it is, but you also, it's just, you know, you know each other. And I think that's yeah. a very interesting experience that we don't get. I think, I think there is a bit of that, but I also feel like, because obviously I, I, Isaac gets killed. Yeah, we so. haven't really spoke about Isaac, but Isaac is the leader of the, the wolves. And he's, he's kind of portrayed as like, 
he gets shit done. He's not necessarily a nice person. Well, the first time we see him, he's, he's just got some naked bloke <laughs> on a chair going, oh, I'll see you later. Torturing, I'll cut you, torturing I'll cut you, him. Cut your dick off, you little bastard. And then, um, yeah, then we see Isaac again. And, uh, you know, we think, oh, this guy's going to be an important character. And and because they, they shoot Yara, and like, but he's, she's not dead. And then she shoots Isaac. And they're like, ah, oh, bloody hell, I thought Isaac was going to stick around. And then they absolutely pommel La- Yara with bullets, man. I'm like, oh, my God, that's brutal. Um, and then they get I know, away. And I, do you know what I thought at that point? Fuck me. I went through all that shit. Yeah. All that shit to get their medical supplies to save her and then bloody just it. killed her. Yeah, but it's, again, it's a, I think it's a very powerful moment because, again, Abby puts herself in between her comrade yeah. and this yeah. child that and she left. cares about. And I think yeah. that's maybe in some ways necessary for the payoff when they're alone with Ellie and Dina. I've got to say, though, the Ratman fight scene is pretty cool. The rat, the rat, the Ratman boss. Ugh. Oh, you mean like the, right at the end of the, the, the island? Yeah, the one, the one with the big hammer. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. Uh, all right, well, we're going to crack on. We're going to crack yeah, on. Crack on. Yeah, crack, crack on. on. Sorry, sorry. So we're, we're, they were up to day, uh, day three and, uh, of Ellie, day three of Abby, and this is where they meet at the cinema. Yeah. And uh, we know that Tommy is in there, and we know uh, that um, uh, Jesse's in there, and Ellie's in there. They're, and Je- Jesse gets shot in the head. Um, yeah, pretty quickly. We know that, quickly. but we've seen that happen already, though. So no one we'll... cares about Jesse. Screw him. Poor who's, who's Jesse, by who? the way? Jesse who? Sorry. Who's that? <laughs> who's that I don't know who that is. Um, and uh, she shoots Tommy in the head, and he totally leaves that. That's fine. Yeah, you know, that, that, that's it. It's the confrontation. And then we get this kind of a cool moment where Abby, you're playing as Abby, fighting yeah. Ellie. Yeah, I didn't like is... that. I wasn't bothered about the story points of view. I just didn't, it was uncomfortable. It's well, uncomfortable. I think it's supposed to be. I think that's yeah, supposed yeah, yeah. to be I get the way that. it I is. Totally get that. Yeah. No, I totally get that. Like, I think the effectiveness of this game is that it takes you places you really don't want to go. And normally that bothers me. I mean, and I, I, this is the thing. I've kind of struggled with this. I don't know if I can put my finger on exactly why I'm not pissed off at this game. Because it is emotionally manipulative. It is using a bunch of cliches of like, you care about this person because there's a dog. But at the same time, I feel like they do it very well. And so it's not necessarily doing a whole lot that's new. I mean, it is doing some things that are new. But I think the fact that it's, you know, normally when a game drags me to a place that I hate being at, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be here. And they're just doing this to try to prove some point. But I think they do it with good story and good characters. So I'm okay with it here. Yeah, yeah. and I'll be honest. The, the first time I got to the, the, you know, the first time you confront Ellie, I just let her kill me. Yeah, because I was like, I'm and that's the end of the game. I wonder if it lets you do that. Nope. He goes, you need to fight her. Yeah, that would be interesting if they allowed you to do that, and then you had a different ending that way. Yeah, and that's where I think I have problems with this game because it is very linear, and there is. Well, and I think we've got used to games that do give you some choice and some sort of, you know, sort of how it might play out, dependent on what your actions are. Yeah, I mean, one thing I haven't mentioned, by the way, is um, we go to the bit where um, Abby has now sort of overcome uh, Ellie. She's she's beat her up, and then Dina comes out of nowhere, gets past Lev. Somewhere. I got to be honest, I'm holding my hand in front of the screen because I can't even look at this moment. Oh yeah, it's so tragic. Dina's face plant into the floor is, ho- is no, horrible. not that. It's the fact that and and it's red wedding. It's don't she's pregnant, and Abby says good 
because that yeah. moment is such an insight into how little humanity Abby has. And it takes Lev saying, Abby, to get her to stop. Because in that yeah. moment, again, she's lost sight of what it is she actually wants. And because yeah. Lev is there, she is reminded, I'm supposed to be looking for the light. That's I right. think it's, it actually, I started crying and the Duchess is like, oh, and she came and gave me a hug. I'm like, it's just a video game. She's like, it's okay. And I was just, <laughs> I was so overwhelmed because I think this is one of those rare moments where a video game actually touched me emotionally speaking. I think it's, I think it's quite an interesting scene because I also, it's the second time that Abby has been the better person. What was the first? You know, was well, well, she she let obviously Ellie and Tommy go the first time around, oh, and then right, she lets right, Ellie right, and right. Dina go again. Yeah, so right, she right, right. makes that decision, yeah. even after everything that's happened to yeah. to let them live. Yeah, agreed. And I, I, what I like about this is the fact that I don't want to keep mentioning the Wire, but it is one of the greatest shows I've ever written. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> uh, and I watched an episode. I'm on season five, by the way, Duke. Yeah, well, don't tell me because I won't I'm tell fire. you, but. But it's not really a spoiler, but whatever. And and um, one of the characters talks about, you know, if you beat somebody up on the street, in the movies, you win. But in real life, they just come at you on a different day. All right? There's no end to it. And yeah. it's funny that I heard that line today because that's essentially what this game is about, is that there's the cycle of justice, the cycle of revenge, right? It's yeah, like, exactly revenge. It's just constantly going on and on and on. And, it, and if... If, um, you know, if Abby let one of these people live or somebody or Tommy found out that, you know, she killed because Tommy lives, apparently. Ridiculous. I know. And, I was completely I shocked know. when he turned but like, but What? My, the point is that if she sort of let somebody or, or did this action, it would come back to bite her. Maybe Tommy's wife would come and, and kill. You know what I mean? It never stops. Yeah. Right. And I think that's way truer. To life, and and I and I, yeah. I think what Abby's doing here is she recognizes that by doing this, she ends the cycle. She says she's making a statement to Ellie. Right. Look, I had the chance. Mm. You had your shot. Mm. I had my shot, yep. and it's over. Right. And I am being the bigger person now. This is done. And I, and I think again, if if revenge were justice, then Israel and Palestine would have stopped fighting long ago. In order to prevent a war, one side must give up something that it is morally entitled to. And when neither side is willing to do that, we get the, we get the Hatfields and McCoys, we get the Montagues and the Capulets, we get the Bloods and the Crips, Pick a place where war has been going on for we a get long the, time. The veteran gamers on the overseas connection. Exactly. Yeah, definitely we do. Yeah. And, and that's it. That's how this ends. Abby's like, well, you know, I didn't like Mel anyway, so whatever. Um, and she, she, she goes, you can look at the screen there, Duke. It's, it's and she goes, don't let me ever see your face again. I don't want to see you again because don't ever let me see you again. Stop! She had nothing to do with it. She's pregnant. Don't ever let me see you again. Come on. I'll tell you this. When now we're in the farm and it's all beautiful sunsets. Yeah. I kept expecting Ellie to walk in and see Dina in a pool of blood on the ground. 
Like, I, 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 video I, games have trained me to think that way. Everything's yeah, yeah. perfect. There's everything's perfect. There's about to be an unspeakable yeah. horror. There's on a the scene screen. where she comes into the kitchen, and I was expecting to see a face appear at the window or something. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm back. Um, I'm back. Yeah. No. So we're on a farm, and uh, Ellie has a little moment with Joel's watch that never worked, um, and uh, she keeps that. And she's like, oh, yeah, I remember Joel. Yeah, well. And she's cut her hair. <laughs> uh, and, and they're just living a life. They've got it's little. It's such a beautiful sheep. life. Yeah. And then such... that bastard Tommy comes. Well, everything, everything's fine and all good. They've got a little baby now. So it's, oh, it's, it's so you know, it's probably about like, I don't know, nine months later or so. Potato. Um, uh, the baby's cute. You know, uh, it's Jesse's baby, but no one cares about Jesse. Well, he um, lives on through the child. Come on. Yeah, well, they call they call the baby JJ, yes. which I, I imagine is Jesse and Joel. Jesse yeah, Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know. Well, I just feel like... Got, which way around, though? Yeah, I reckon Joel got it first. I was like, yeah. Joel, Mom, Jesse, Jesse, Joel. Mom, Mom, what's my first name? It's, oh, it's actually Joel, actually. Uh, what about my last, my middle name? I was like, no one cares about the middle name. <laughs> 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 who's jesse i was like he's some guy no, it should be the you know like who cares well it should yeah. be the boss of us too who's jesse who's jesse you sorry I don't know. <laughs> um anyway they have a moment but then it turns out that ellie's got a little bit of uh, ptsd going on and she yeah. can't get over it anyway tommy comes along who tommy survives tommy tommy the bastard survives the gunshot to the head which i was like fuck that because yeah, there's no way you survive that In this, i'm sorry there's no medical help or anything I know you, you two probably haven't seen Peaky Blinders, but like, there's a character that survives a gunshot to the head in that, and I'm just like, why? You've got complete control. Just shoot him in the stomach. I would buy that. Just shoot him in the stomach. Like, in the side of the... Method Man gets shot in the stomach by Brother Bowtie in, in the wire, and that's believable because he gets shot in a place where, oh, maybe you, you could, could survive. That. You could yeah, survive. That's believable. That's such a but good then, moment. Yeah, in so a play, I, in a time and a place with no intensive care, no sophisticated medical right. treatment, he gets shot in the face and he's fine. Have you noticed as well? Ellie and Co. They're all killing all the doctors and and, and all the, all the exactly surgeons. The, who's who's operated on him? You know, they killed Bloody Abby's dad. He was and one of the best surgeons. I'm not being there. funny. It took like eight hours to get to that cinema. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's a long way to get back to Jackson with a man who's been shot in the head. Right. So anyway, we 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 find out. Yeah, Tommy comes back and he's like, "Oh, bloody hell, we're we're gonna get him." And and Ellie's like, "Oh, nah, I'm done." And then um, you know, she says, "No, I've got to go. I've got to do it." You know, at this point, I was like, "Oh God." Oh God. Right. And, and again, I'm have to kill some more right, because of something. It, Tommy is making the case that you know you're not gonna be okay. We're not. Our story isn't done, Joel. We haven't you done. You promised me. Well, and we haven't done what we owe Joel, which brings us back to Hamlet. What do you owe the people that you love? Because, you know, none of us know what it's like to, I, I assume, to have a loved one violently killed. Yeah, it is. But, you know, I don't know what I would do if somebody were to kill Diane, God forbid. Um, but I think that the question really needs to become, what does justice look like? And what do you think that person would want for you? Because I don't think Joel would want her to carry out this never ending quest for revenge. And yet across the country again. And if we agree that dealing with trauma takes time and that it's slow work that, you know, wears on us, but it can be overcome by focusing on the things that are important to us. Um, not having one big moment of revenge and then boom, you're all done because Rambo is a lie. Uh, 
but that's what Ellie seems to be in the mindset of, is that I'm not going to be okay until we end this. And it's such a foolish way to think. And I don't fault the game for it necessarily. I just feel like, again, it's one more excuse to bring us back to this spot where it's us against, you know, her against her. And it's like, we just had this, you know, one yeah. against one thing. I've, I, I honestly think if this was real life at this point in time, she would just be like, you know what, I'm done. Yeah, she's let this. me live I've got twice. Like, I've got sheep. I've I'll got accept the fact she's let me live twice. Look, Cedar's even doing the washing. Look, she's sorted. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, perfect. yeah. So we get another flashback, and it's the it's the uh, it's the flashback of the um, before the uh, of the night began. where yeah. where Dina kisses the Ellie. The kiss happens, and and the um, the bigot comes in and goes, "You can't do that, you you bloody lesbians." And Giles yeah. like, "Hey, you leave her alone." You know, we had a thing and all that. I, I'm not really quite sure why we saw this scene but whatever i think uh, i think it was the joel you don't need to be looking out for me i can yeah, look at we know this already time. we all we got and, this at the but it's also but, the um, tenderness between dina yeah. and ellie that we only get i mean we do get it in other places but i think it's the start of it it's ellie coming to terms with her feelings and who she is really yeah and yeah. I also think Naughty Dog were going, look at the kissing animations. Uh, well, yeah, that's also true. Um, also, they made a wicked trailer from that scene and another yes. scene. But anyway, yes, they did. Uh, Dina's like, well, I don't go. Like, you got everything you need, and and and, and I'm tired. <laughs> and I don't want to look after. Important for yeah. me, I'm important. Fuck Abby. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and she's totally right. Dina's completely yeah, correct. She's totally right. Uh, but Eddie's like, no, I'm going to go to Santa Barbara because Mike went there in 2019 and said it was quite good. Um, <laughs> uh, nice which is true. Place. It is a lovely place. Uh, so, nice but then we play as Abby for a little bit, and then we walk around with Abby. Abby's now friends with Lev, and they're all putty putty. And they they find some supplies, and they're looking for the fireflies. And they they find one of these houses. It has a radio in it. Yeah, they find the radio. Out. Secret holiday. It's in the basement, and then they come out of the basement, and there's a new gang in town called oh, the Rattlers. The Rattlers. And I'm like, Fuckers. oh bloody hell, are we gonna are we gonna find out that these people donate these... to charity? Are, these, are we gonna find <laughs> these guys backstory? Well, no, it's because there hasn't been a group that shows you how truly evil humans yeah, can how long be. Can you go. Oh God. <laughs> I was I was just like, oh, you know, are we gonna? Are we going to find out that these uh, they also look after orphans in their spare time? These guys, um, but anyway, no. It turns out that <laughs> they're, not, got loads yeah, they're not very nice. So they capture Lev and uh, and Abby, and then we play as Ellie, who's been also tracking down Abby. She finds the boat. She's like, ah, oh, this is the boat, and she uses Abby uses the map that she left at the hospital, and then Ellie uses the map that Abby Abby left on the yeah. boat. So they yeah. both parallel. Yeah, so they're both like, ah, you, you left the map. Now I'm looking for you, Idiot. you bastard. Yeah, I'm going to get you, you bloody beautiful unit of a woman, you. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, you know, she, so, so you, know, you play as um, Ellie, and it's very clear that these people are fucked up. The Rattlers, they they make people work as slaves. Everybody in, who, that you free from the camp is absolutely like to the bone now can I, can I just say I don't know whether you thought this right but you know that when they oh she's in the round building they gave the impression they were going to use her as a bit of a sex slave or something well maybe was, they was, did was no. No. no did that not no. come down that's the impression no. I got because he's like oh yeah we've got a live one you know we can have fun well wait a minute that. hang on a second we don't know how much time has passed so maybe they did maybe they yeah. did 
Yeah, we don't know him. I'll be honest. I was expecting the circular building to be a bit of a harem for the, you know, because these are some very low people. Yes, they are. Yeah, but 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 whatever. Actually, I've skipped past one of my favourite scenes is when because Ellie confronts the two people that captured Abby because she gets she gets stronger, doesn't she? She she gets attacked, and then she uses which I yeah that was such an underused part of the whole game. But she she's immune. Abby is one of the only people that we know of that's immune, and she uses her immunity for her on her on her side. She goes, well, I'll show you, and I'll I'll get bitten, and you'll get bitten, and fuck you, and then she shields from the the gun um uh using the dead body and yeah. shoots well, I, the think, other I think what's it's interesting great. as well the obviously the guy gives you the information because he thinks well it doesn't matter because she's gonna die anyway so i can yeah. tell her where the hideout is because she's dead yeah she's look, she'll just, turn before she gets there she just goes yeah i, I think that's such an underused thing like we have, we don't really explore well and again i think a, it, it this moment is very impactful because they haven't milked it throughout the whole game <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that's I suppose good. so. Yeah. I suppose so. But it's, it's kind of the first time that Ellie's used her immunity as a power. Hey, this is Mike. I'm editing the show, and I just realised this isn't the first time that Ellie used her immunity as a power. She dragged Nora down the bloody hospital. So past Mike is an idiot. Present Mike is is mediocre at best. You can probably hear my wife playing the saxophone in the background. Anyway, back to the show. So he kills her. You you get a bloody MP5 at this point. So you you're just rocking everything now. This is the game. This is the point of the game where he goes, here, here you go. Here's a fucking machine gun. Have fun. Uh, and you kill a bunch. And these people aren't nice. Don't worry. They don't donate to charity. They're awful. So you can kill <laughs> I them all. I sneaked through nearly all this area. I didn't really I just, kill very many of them. I just I wanted killed. to get it. But do you know why? Because I just wanted to get it done. <laughs> yeah, there is a little bit of that at this point. But yeah, I killed everybody. And and then you 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 free some slaves. They're all malnourished. They're all like, oh, bloody hell. And uh, classic trope of, of movies and video games. Oh, the weapons are right next to the slaves. Nothing's going to yeah. go wrong here. Uh, <laughs> Big cupboard full of them. Where should we store these weapons, Dave? Stay well, we've got a, massive, got a massive hotel complex. So let's put them next to the slaves. That'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. And if they ever escape, it'll be fine. <laughs> they won't go to those. They won't remember that they're there. And then uh, she gets word that uh, Abby uh, it's on is, the poles. They're on, is the on the poles. pillars. They're on the pillars. It's on the pillar, which, pillar it is, isn't it? On the pillars. Uh, which is a bunch of. <laughs> yeah, it's got a crucifixion sort of stuff. I'm Brian. At least you're out in the open air. Exactly. You know, you've always got to look at the, the. I'm Abby. No, I'm Abby, and so is my wife. <laughs> so. Always look on the bright um, side of life. Yeah, I, I never liked that movie. Anyway. Um, you suck. I know. Sorry. So you find you find Abby. So this is a let's let's talk about this scene because th- this is what happens. You let her down. You find out she's like absolutely fucked, and she's like she's obviously just worn out. She, yeah. She's not in any state. Of, and then as soon as you cut down, she does the right thing and looks for Lev and just walks off. Right? She's yeah. not interested. She's not interested in any sort she of. She don't want to fight. She no, don't want nothing. revenge. And Ellie's she she kind of I think at this point a lot of people say, well, why didn't Ellie just do it there and then? You know. But I think Ellie's just so shocked of what's going on. You play things out in your head, don't you, when you're doing stuff? Yeah. And I think Ellie never imagined this to be the way it is. So she's kind of at a point where she's like, oh, I don't know, this is this feels wrong, but like she's gonna go and she's like, you know what? I and she sees the cut and the wounds that she's had and she says, Look, Abby, I just can't let you go. We've gotta fight this out, or I'm gonna kill the one person that you care about that's left. And Abby's like, Fine, I will fight you. Uh, it's quite good because because Well, she's not. She wouldn't fight until she put the knife to Lev's yeah, throat. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but like, I, all right. 
I think this is a it's a nice balance because obviously Abby would kick the shit out of Ellie, which we've seen well, in, in normal fitness, circumstances. In fitness, yeah, but yeah. but she's she's so maybe she's, she has she... to be reduced to this state. That's by it. These horrible that's right. That's, so the the the, the, the they they purposely put her in this position so they're of an equal match or less of a match. I mean, Ellie's very capable and she is fucking toned as fuck, Ellie. Yeah. So she's strong, but she's at a point where like yeah, she's fighting someone who's not really at their best. So she doesn't really feel too. And they both good. look exhausted. They do. Well, yeah, and again, that's that's, that's something that this wise. fight does very well is that it it's not you know um, God of War or you know like yeah. uh, somebody in their prime. It's not Street Fighter. These, it's it's human beings going at it <laughs> right, skin on skin, wet, tired, bedraggled. Last of the reserves. Exactly. It's the last of their strength, really. Not just yeah. physical, but also emotional and spiritual. I mean, I'll be honest, right? I didn't want Abby to die at this well, point. No. I was like, no. Of course not. I don't no. want we don't want either die. of them to die. We want them. It's funny because we kind of want the outcome that we get, but we don't want it in that way. No, that's right. That's right. Um, I, I, I love this fight. I think it's, it's, very, it's very rare that you see, um, especially when you're playing as the player, when you play as Abby and you see her fear of heights as you're playing as her, and when you're in a fight, you yeah. you see the exhaustion of the characters, and it's just, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. this, how they how they're fighting right now at the end yeah. is kind of how you feel like playing this game. But like, I'm sure. fucking done with this oh, yeah. game. Yeah, like, they're nearly it's falling over, over right. every time they throw a punch. It's, aren't great. They? it's like it's right. absolutely amazing animation, the brilliant, of, you know, of this game and just the whole presentation of the game, graphics, sort of detail everything i can't, i don't know how much better a ps5 game is going to look than this because this this is a very good looking game everything well, we, about... we say that every generation so don't we don't do put but, there. but i think I, I think for me it's the level of detail yeah is, is crazy is, is is what's going on here anyway ellie goes to she she wins pretty much she gets her fingers bit off yeah, two fingers, uh, she, man. Ah. Two fingers. She 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 wins the battle. She almost drowns Abby, but she remembers the very very last conversation. She remembers like Joel on the porch and the last conversation that she has with Joel, and she can't do it. She doesn't do it. She lets Abby live, and she's off. And then but the I, very I last... think that's the last bit of a humanity, isn't it? I think she knows at that point if she kills her, that's it. She's well, and she's, this no, is the point that Carolyn Pettit. This is the point that Carolyn Pettit makes in the piece that I keep talking about. The conversation with Joel is not just any conversation. It's the part where he says, "I don't know what Dina's intentions are, but she'd be lucky to have you." And that is giving Ellie permission to be loved. And it isn't until that last moment with Abby when she has her on the brink of death that she realizes and understands what Joel's trying to say. And it is that moment that causes her to realize, wait a minute, this isn't what I want. What I want is probably gone from the house. And of course, she goes back and it is. Yeah. So she, she goes back to the farm. She's so I, I quite like this. I heard this on a different uh, thing, but she's lost her connection with her mom, which was a switchblade. She lost that in the fight with Abby. She lost. She loses her connection with Joel, which is the the ability to play the guitar, which yeah. she discovers when she goes back to the farm. And she loses Dina because she goes back to the farm, and Dina is long gone, and everything yeah. is cleaned out. So Ellie has lost everything. She she tries to play All the guitar. All for revenge. She tries to play the guitar one more time. She walks off, and that Duff is notes, the end and I of think the that, game. Again, I think this is this is what I mean when I say a game can be tragic and painful 
but it doesn't have to be pessimistic because ultimately I do think that this game is not necessarily hopeful, but it does, you know, again, like Joel dies early on and we lose people along the way. And I was actually gutted when I saw, because I had forgotten that Ellie killed Owen and uh, Mel. So when I, when we came, when, when Abby comes back with Lev from the Island, I was like devastated. Ah, oh, God, no. Um, because we care about them. And, and again, like it's not subtle the way that they get us to care for those characters. But I do think no. the, the losses of those characters along the way are painful. But ultimately, the two heroines live. And it's a good thing because it does. they do bring themselves back from the abyss of giving in to that bloodlust and revenge. Even though it's cost them so very much, Abby still has Lev. Ellie is alive. She might be able to find Dina, but I'm not holding my breath. There's something out there beyond just killing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good thing. I think it's beautiful. And I think it's a nice rejoinder to the first game. What do you think people are so mad about the game? I think it's because straight white guys can't handle not playing and having white males centered at the center of every story. I don't. I don't think it's necessarily that. I do think people had a problem with Joel being killed so early on in the game, but that's not a reason to hate on the game. If you hate this game for that, you have to hate the first game for the exact same reason. Um, because his daughter the, dies in the first ten minutes. The interesting thing: the review bombing that happened almost straight away, rather than sort of after people had played enough of the game to yeah. form a proper judgment. And I think a lot of people just didn't like the fact that Joel was killed. You know, I don't think it's all about that that stuff, you know, about the sort of, you know, as, as Chini put it earlier, the, you know, what people thought was woke and all that sort of I don't think it is that. I don't think I it's think that. It, I think it we, is. Well, Gamergate yeah. was a real thing that caused a lot of people to lose their minds, and they've never gotten over it. And I think there's a sizable chunk, and we it's hard to know how, what percentage is doing the review bombing for what reason, but... You know, you follow Anita Sarkeesian on on Twitter, you'll see the trolls come out. Yeah. I definitely think a lot of people didn't like playing as Abby. Yes. You know, because because of obviously what she represented in the game and the fact a lot of people were really attached to Joel as a character, and then she killed him, and then you're playing as her. Yeah, I, I mean, but I, I'm I'm. We didn't bother me. I think no. for me, I, I I love Joel as a character. I I I, I like uh, sort of conflicted ears. I like I just like him. You know, I like his voice. I like the fact that he plays. I just like him. He's a he's a kind of likable guy, but I didn't kick up when he died, because there's there's a reason for these he things to happen. He done stupid shit, hasn't he? Yeah, he, he done stuff, stuff and, yeah. and 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 also you get a, and the flashbacks mean so much more, you know, because you're spending this time with this character that you know that you might not see again. because yeah. this is a flashback, and you're like, oh, this is yeah, that's fair. It's a nice moment. So, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I, I I think um I think I enjoyed the I enjoyed. The story of the first one more, but I enjoyed playing this one more. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be inclined to agree. I do. I, I had issues, as you know, I had issues with some of the story points, and I think some of the storytelling was a bit clumsy in the way that they motivated you as a character. You yeah. know, as a player, I'm not going to go over that stuff again. I also feel like I actually enjoyed Abby's character to an extent more once i got to know her yeah and I do a lot feel of complaints she... about um ellie's she's she's a bit flat as a character in the second one people would say that's a yeah, lot of i think abby was a bit more the better person in the end she is yeah 
Yeah, and Ellie is not motivated by much other than her love for Dina and her need for revenge. And I think Abby is motivated by her need for revenge and her love for Owen, but also by other things, her care for Lev. Ellie doesn't have a Lev, right? Ellie doesn't have something that she's protecting. Mm. until she gets the baby at the end and then she throws it well, away. Then she, then she goes, okay, I'm going anyway. Right. Which again, <laughs> yeah. look, here's the other thing I'll say about this game that I think and is again, really important. I, I, must have been, I did sigh. Well, here's what I'll say about that. We don't, most of us, live in the apocalypse. We don't have the choice to throw a baby away in order to get bloodlust revenge. But nevertheless, many of us make decisions every day about what's important to us. And we usually don't think too much about them. So for instance, sometimes when people play video games online, they will yell and scream and curse. I can hear them on my mic when I play, you know, Call of Duty or Rocket League. And you can just tell they're being so terrible to the people they live with who they supposedly love and care about. But they're making the game the priority, or they're allowing the game to take over Mm -hmm. their mind in that moment. And I think that stories like this are a great reminder of the fact that it's so easy for us to get caught up in the things that we think we owe other people, what it means to get justice, what it means to do the right thing. And we don't stop to ask ourselves, wait a minute, what do our loved ones really want for us? What do we actually owe our ancestors? What is actually going to make my life better? Because when we stop and think about those things, often it's not the thing that we're currently fixated on thinking, that's what I need to do. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the final thing I'll say, you know, Neil Druckmann did an interview where he said, you know, he wanted to commend his team for all the hard effort and work they put into making the game uh, and fuck the haters Right. But I think he's got to be careful because ultimately, you know, it's not necessarily always about people. Hating, but people are allowed to be critical of stuff you've done. It doesn't just because you've made what you think is the perfect story or the perfect game, whatever it may be, or the perfect piece of artwork. It it doesn't mean to say everybody has to like it. And they, you know, these people have invested 60 pounds in this country or 70 dollars or whatever it is in America to play your game so they're they're entitled to have an opinion on it they're entitled to have an opinion i would imagine when he says fuck the haters he's not talking about people who have reasonable criticism about the way the story is told or what the characters are doing he's talking about people who would say oh fuck this because joel's awesome you shouldn't have killed him off or fuck this dude i'm gonna play as a woman chicks sjw's But I think it's an interesting question because then the question becomes, yeah, you know, when you're telling a story that's not the usual fare, and in a lot of ways this story is the usual fare because it's 90% murdering people, which is what we all came here for. But Mm -hmm. he's going to use, I think it's great that he used the platform to say games need to be accessible. Awesome. Games deserve, we deserve to see lgbtq representation in games that's awesome we deserve to have games with female protagonists triple a games even yes good um and i'm gonna make creative choices that aren't gonna make everybody happy and as somebody who likes to tell stories i can tell you that's a risky thing because you are gonna have Mm -hmm. people who say i hate this because it was it wasn't what i wanted it to be and i think the best storytellers of all time shakespeare tony morrison chino achebe say okay i'm gonna give you some of what you came for but i'm also gonna work in this stuff that you don't really want to think about but I, i need you to deal with it and I think this is one of those rare moments when a video game I think, does I think that. there is an element of that, but I think he's also got to accept, you know, the reasons why, you know, we've got criticisms of the yeah, game. Sure, you know, absolutely. we can all see it's a great game and it's yeah. a technical marvel. Oh, yeah. 
But I have issues with the story in places. You know, yeah, well, I, I think. But Duke said that though. I think. I, I think. I think if but Neil he, was to listen, he doesn't accept that though. He's kind yeah, but, of very. No, no, no. No, I, I don't. I don't. I think you're misinterpreting it because he he said fuck the haters. We're not the haters, Stu. Yeah, I think exactly. Neil would listen to this show and be like, he probably well, is listening. To this show, yeah, yeah, he's probably listening. Yeah, probably <laughs> listening listen to this now. shit. But, yeah. but he's, he he would listen to this show because At we're talking about speed. it in a way where. You know, we're, yeah, but we're, he's we're, never come out and go. Look, I can accept that people aren't happy with this aspect of the story, but you know, that's that's their opinion or whatever. You know, he's ne- he's never really accepted people's well, fuck them criticism. <laughs> and I uh, think as an well, but we don't we don't know. You've got to accept that. I don't know, right, but, 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 but we also a, don't but, know. But, I mean, as, go ahead, Jenny. Uh, anybody that like creates something is it, you know you have to have an element of yeah you got to listen to feedback and improve, right. but right. also. Just like you've you've put something into the world, and the book stops with that person that made it, right? Right, and you so, don't want your horse to become a camel. So at some point, the the artiste needs to say, "Hey, this horse is what it is, and I'm putting it out there as a horse." And if everybody in the world wants to say, "You need to add a hump," "You need to change this," "You need to make the nose wider," you end up with a camel. And the artist has to say, no, I'm not going to allow it to become anodyne that way. I'm going to stick to my guns. And if that comes across as fuck the haters and it looks like they're not taking in any no, criticism. No, he actually said that. that no, I know. I know. Exactly and what I'm saying is that's what artists have to do sometimes in order to preserve the integrity of their vision. Now, I don't think it's possible for anybody creating one work of art to get feedback on that art and completely ignore it. As much as they say they're ignoring it, I think that it makes an impact on you, whether you admit it or not. So I think it may be him just saying to the world, fuck your criticism, I don't care what you think, and then maybe in the third game he'll reconsider it in some way. Yeah, yeah but you know every sometimes comment. you just have to be a bit more humble. And I'll, that's uh, well, where I'll you're anyway, asking. Uh, you. Come on, do we ask Cliff Bazinski to be humble? Do we ask yeah. the dude in charge of Skyrim to be humble? Is, no, is Kanye Pe- West humble, be humble. Yeah, exactly. Humble people don't make good art generally. No, no. I mean, <laughs> this, is the, this is what I would say. Kendrick Lamar uh, this ain't is humble. What I want to say about it is um, uh, Abby is what Lara Croft should look like, by the way. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Because Lara Croft, some of the pull-ups that she does in Tomb Raider games is ridiculous. But then she wouldn't be and so hot. She, she only looks the way she looks because they need people to fancy her. Yep. And Abby is is how Well, looks. and let me say or this: if you don't fancy Abby, then you got something wrong with how you look. Oh, at women. Hey, Abby's a, she can she, ah, she can get a it. Unit of a woman. Yeah. God damn. Um, a lucky man. Anyway, uh, but the other thing is, uh, I think what I want to say about it is that movies do this all the time. Uh, the Good Last of Us do. Two. It, is, it makes you feel uncomfortable yeah. at times, right? You know, where I, I won't say what happened, but in the movie Departed, how that ends isn't necessarily what I wanted right. to happen. Yeah, sure. But that's what happens in that right. movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, certain characters in the war, I'm like, oh no, not right. him, and they, and and they go because that's the way the story. But not goes. everybody goes, and the people who represent justice don't necessarily go. And I think that's a beautiful thing because one of the biggest criticisms I've always had with Game of Thrones is the serpent in the mountain fight was not just some good person dying. It was the person who represents the belief that there is some justice in the world and it they get snuffed out. And it pissed me off because that says something about what you see in the world. And this game, I think, did a thing of saying that the world is not pure evil and darkness and misery all the time. It's not far off. 
but but I, I think I think gamers kind of have like this un un undeserved. They feel like they they own the characters, and maybe right. it's because they literally move them around and yeah, and, and press buttons for them. Well, and they and become they movie, are the avatars for us. So whatever yeah. the you whatever you believe is what you feed into that character. That's right. I mean, when I'm making these notes, I'm like. I went into a building, then I had to kind of correct. I'm like, Ellie went into the building. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's very easy for you to kind of like, God, I'm doing this. Whereas in a movie, you, you're you watching, you know, Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio play Cat and Mouse. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a different thing. But it, I feel like gamers kind of have to learn that these, these stories aren't yours. Yeah. They're for you to play and then to interpret and then... You know, you can give criticism and stuff, but you, right. where the story goes isn't up to you. Well, exactly. And I think that's a question about your role as the audience member is that, and, you know, games are really young in terms of their life as a media, you know, their evolution babies. as an art form. Toddlers. They are babies. And I, right. And I think that we had to reassess our perspective as audience members when radio came along because it's different than in a play. Right. Same with books versus TV or whatever. And I think we're going to we're so used to thinking about things in terms of audience members as movie viewers or TV show viewers compared to video game viewers. And it's going to require some readjustment. I think we're done. I think we're done. Uh, That was a great chat, though. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for this discussion. I think it's been really interesting. If you want more shows like this, um, we'll just wait for the next AAA amazing <laughs> story game that always come in video games. Now, that Ju- Chini and I are playing Ducal Watch. Far yeah, Cry 6 all... is going to have Giancarlo Esposito as the bad yeah, guy. I can't wait. Yeah. Like, I right. give a shit. Hey, Sonic, Sonic, good actor. get rid of us. Let's go. Yeah, we're going. Good night, bye. everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Please say you recorded it. Just want to thank everybody for listening to the whole show. Kudos to you if you've got this far on our spoiler cast of The Last of Us Part 2. And, uh, you know, we don't do these kind of spin-off shows very often. Maybe we'll do more. Who knows? Maybe we won't. But I know when we do these things, a lot of people say, Hey, I wish I could get on it and tell you what I think. Well, you can. If you email us, podcast at veterangamers.co.uk or join our... Uh, Discord group, Veteran Gamers, just search for Veteran Gamers, look for the black and white logo. You can get in there, I'll post a thing saying, tell us what you think of The Last of Us Part 2, and then we'll make another show, a spin-off show about it. I haven't asked you or Duke about it, but it'll be fine. So thanks for listening. Thank you.